Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to 2023 and episode 334 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly gaming podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined by the one and only open critic head-to-head 2022 champion. <laughs> I don't remember which one I was going to say there. David Moody. <laughs> yeah. We swapped him. We swapped him. And lost the we sh- yeah, we just went. We swapped yeah. him. We swapped him. <laughs> swapped him around and everything like that. And like you said, gave a couple of flukes to to someone else. But it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Welcome back, everyone. It's twenty twenty three now. Yay! What's different? <laughs> I got a hat. That's different. <laughs> you got <a> hat. <laughs> I have a new yeah. light. <laughs> and we've got an extra person. And Vitz is here. Because we're also joined, I'm pointing in the right direction, we're also joined by the wonderful Fitz Patel. Oh, thank you very much. You're far too kind, Amy. By, for two weeks. He's, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong there. You are far too kind, Amy. <laughs> Am I? Oh. Well, we'll see how kind <laughs> you are after we get through this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Told you. I told him. <laughs> I told him. <laughs> how's, how's everybody doing? Yeah, too great. Uh, it's great to be back. Always, uh, always a fun time when I come on. Words about games. Oh God! Wait till yeah. Give it an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I demand a There's recount. <laughs> Stop the vote. Stop the vote. Stop the vote. Stop the vote. Stop the vote now. Mm-hmm. We've won. It's all good. Everybody knows you have to stop the vote now. <laughs> all the votes are in. Everybody voted for me. It's uh yeah it's been a it's it hasn't felt like a long break but it's been a longer break than we normally take because mm-hmm. theoretically yeah we've covered the next two weeks of podcasts because <laughs> it's Friday <laughs> you know what that means <laughs> what we moved the podcast no reason Amy's we just fault. felt like it I'm I'm on the other side Amy's fault <laughs> that's bad it wasn't my fault. Vitz's fault. Vitz's fault. Vitz's fault. It was Vitz's fault. Yeah, we're doing the Words of Our Games podcast on Fridays from now on. Um, Have fun with that. (laughs) But it gave us an extra five days off, but then we recorded an episode on on Sunday when we normally would have done. But that one goes out next week. It's the fantasy critic draft that we had to do, Ellie, because the video game industry has no chill and games were going to start coming out. (laughs) Coming out soon, yeah. I'm getting delayed. I'm out. getting delayed. <laughs> the first game that comes out this year, the big, the first quote unquote, I guess, big franchise game is out now. So by the time true. you listen to this podcast, it's out now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, next year I'm expecting 2024's games to start coming out in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse we delay. Came out in- Oh, New Year's Day! So much- it's over 2024. So- We're all drunk. <laughs> I'm streaming Sea of Thieves again. What's going on? <laughs> Why is everybody asleep. shouting at me about Hollow Knight? <laughs> oh, bless you. I know. <laughs> this, this, is this, this is the year. My, it's my year. It has to be right. It has to my be. year for Hollow. Apparently, Knight. the next between now and the next six months. Going off what Xbox showed us at E3 last year, they said, next 12 months is what's coming. Mm-hmm. So it's, now, it's between now and the end of June. 
There's a showcase in there's a showcase in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard that. That's interesting. Uh, that's Hollow Knight. That's Hollow Knight's time to shine, baby. If Hollow Knight isn't there, you're gonna need to put me on some kind of depression watch. Like yes. somebody needs. If Hollow Knight doesn't turn up at the Xbox showcase, you, someone needs to come and check on me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll FaceTime farewell and say farewell. Yeah, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah, just just go and knock on her. Just make sure she's okay. <laughs> Take ice. Tell him to bring ice cream. <laughs> yeah, bring ice cream. <laughs> And tell her it's going to be okay. <laughs> Bring ice cream and a Hollow Knight plushie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I didn't do anything. I Like, in the break. I beat Demon Souls. That's not doing that anything. That counts as doing, doing something. There you go. Oh. Right? Like, I actually played games. Because oh. it's a joke. The running joke is, again, we always take a break. And then we come back. And then we do Game of the Year. And the, the yeah. break is to, A, have a break. But also, like, play some games to catch up. But the running joke for the last couple of years has been, we've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. But this year, I did that. (laughs) I I did did as well. I know. (laughs) It's good, right? We actually did the thing. We said we were going to (laughs) do. We've thrown chaos into the the works by doing the thing we said we were going to (laughs) do. Yeah, yeah. There you go. What is 2023 going to be? Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> that's it. I'm not sure well, if somebody I, fought chaos, but we definitely brought the chaos. That was, that's that what happened. I didn't ever fought chaos. No, I skipped that <laughs> straight skip on that game. I um, <laughs> no, I I so like I I at midnight on on like on New Year's, like I fired myself out of a cannon in Sea of Thieves and shouting "fuck you" 2022 while Ryan fired fireworks in the air. Just so you know, I'm still waiting for that video. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got distracted. We got. Uh, I'll tell you about it later. Um, on the night, and then after that, I just forgot because that's what I do. I forget things. <laughs> I drink. I drink energy drinks, and I forget things. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's everybody else been up to for the last three weeks? Oh yes, three weeks ago, and not more than that. Uh, so I. That was the last time we did a podcast. Moody oh, and Joe were arguing about. We're arguing about Avatar while I hid under the desk. <laughs> that is not a joke go back and watch the episode i, I, I was under the desk <laughs> uh so i've been barreling through final fantasy 14 uh going through the Endwalker expansion which is the latest one uh so i'm now officially up to date with main story quest so uh that's getting only took me 280 hours to get there i was gonna uh, ask so yeah we, we started playing in Bordle, august yeah. of <laughs> last year so i think wow. i think we've done okay but uh yeah it's definitely got its it's hooked in me and i'm looking forward to uh playing the new patch uh which had just come out so yeah uh that's been that's been my uh kind of break uh we played a few uh, puzzle games as well got into subliminal uh, a little uh, Stanley Parable as well. The first time for me uh, going through that game. Uh, so yeah, all good. Two good games. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! See that thing you just said about Final Fantasy XIV, Moody. That's why I've never played it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. It's either you play Final Fantasy XIV or you play any other games. <laughs> yeah, plural. It's it's, it's right. one or the other. It reminds me of when uh, when Phil came up to me and said, uh, "Oh, me and Erica have started watching Grey's Anatomy." 
Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking going. And you never saw them. They again. are still going. <laughs> That's actually true. We haven't seen them since. <laughs> Maybe, sorry, I saw Phil. I haven't. I saw, ah, I saw. You live. You work with him. <laughs> I saw Phil. Phil and every, everybody else yesterday. <laughs> Did he finish his conversations well, with a small diatribe, like speaking to himself in the third person, like they do on Grey's Anatomy? No, he didn't do oh. that. That's a shame. It finished. It finished with a with a small child asking me, "Why does she have blue hair?" Because <laughs> <laughs> because I dyed it. What's dying? And I just went. <laughs> Have a nice time. Uh, Bye. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> you see is it's because I'm awesome. There you go. That's why. I am. I look, I and also buy. because it's <laughs> Joe Medforce, $1.7 billion at the worldwide box office Avatar 2, a film that you say should have had an hour and a half cut off. <laughs> Clearly the audience have told you to fuck right off, oh, motherfucker, God. because it's... $1.72 billion, then it's going to be a $2 billion movie. Amy, you can return. I'm going to stop. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jomo. You're not going to start a fight with Vitz, right? <coughs> no, I like Vitz. Okay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck into you, Jomo Voss. The force no. is not with you because I took it. <laughs> Wow. I don't know why Christmas <laughs> mm. I came up and saw family. I even saw you and me. You did? And we went to the toy shop again. <laughs> yes, we did. We didn't buy anything. <laughs> My partner did, but we didn't. Yeah, right. Well, we I mean, I was <laughs> I was epically broke. <laughs> That's true, yeah. True, I was going to say, was it an exercise in self-restraint? Was it externally factored? It wasn't an exercise in restraint. Lunch definitely wasn't an exercise in restraint either. <laughs> Good God. Fucking hell. I felt. I just want to point out, there. I didn't order a damn thing. Like, <laughs> neither did I. <laughs> we left the order to uh, to uh, shall we say unnamed third party, <laughs> right? And then Moody Proofy was the most be... generous man who ever set foot in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Adding a tip on top of a tip. <laughs> It's all coming back to him now. <laughs> Worst thing is, the service weren't great either. <laughs> it was all right. <coughs> yeah, that's fine. It was funny that all of mine, because it was tapas, so they bring it out when it's when it's ready. And it was funny that like all of the meat dishes, my dishes, all came out. So I'd finished eating before yeah, they'd yeah, even yeah. gotten anything to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did the thing where you're just waiting longer. for everybody else's plates to arrive, like drumming your fingers on the table saying, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> no, I just chowed down. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, she just chowed sausage on a fork in one hand and a wing in the other hand. I was having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> dual wielding, gotta love it. Yeah, oh, you got a dual yeah. wield in those situations. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Came up, see family. Sorry, me. It was really cunning. Uh, came it's back nice. and uh, back at work, chilling, cracking on. Guys, it needs to be done. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> You have to come up again. Come to the toy shop. We'll go to the toy shop when I have money. And then I'll buy some stuff. And you buy lunch this time, huh? No. 
Well, depends where we go. If we go to the same place, you're, no. I don't get paid that much. <laughs> well, I've never seen anyone spend that much on lunch before. Um, I understand if it was like a date night between me and the missus. Yeah, but it was, yeah, but I mean. It was not a date night. <laughs> no. No, I don't think you've envisaged ever, ever, ever having a date night with me just sat in the corner eating chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a weird yeah. day, right? <laughs> it was a bit weird, yeah. Candlelight, some yeah. maybe some wine, you know, some some vegan, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, you're having a nice time. There's just me in the yeah. background, like, mm, good wings. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I need Rudy. to I need to make some chicken wings sometime. Uh, as long as we'll attest, apparently my my chicken wings are fire. So uh, all right, 100%. well it's it's done, right? You, yeah. you come from your new house. Which I assume is just around the corner. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And then just come pick me up, and then and then we'll have some wings. Okay. No, I'll cook some wings. Sorted. That's where it's at. Hell yeah! It's all right. I'm getting hungry again, so we're going to start the podcast before before this yeah, food let's talk. Get it, let's get into it. The main event, Amy. It's the words about games podcast. Blah blah blah. I'm writing a new intro. You'll see it in two weeks. This week, as Moody lowers himself to the ground. <laughs> it's game of the year podcast and normally what that means is it's just two Pikachu ears sticking up on the camera <laughs> rise Pikachu right there stop it right there that's perfect <laughs> Pika <laughs> Alright, it's game of the year time on the podcast, and you might be thinking, why is Vitz here? And the number one reason why Vitz here is because he's awesome and we like having him around but the number two reason is we're doing game of the year a little bit differently this year than we've done in previous years. Where instead of me and Booty going backwards and forwards, giving our list of game of the year, we each gave Vitz our top ten games of the year. You sure did. And then and then and then he went and made a list that we haven't seen and we don't know about. And basically, I'm going to hand over control of the podcast to Vitz while he counts down our game of the year list, and we talk about whatever games come up because I don't Fantastic. know what's on this list. <laughs> no, I do have to say, Amy, I did have to prize that list out of your hands. You were, <laughs> you were in two months to hand the list over <laughs> by the by the end of it. I believe my exact words were, take it off me, Vince. Yes. <laughs> if I could have had you physically take the list off of my phone, that probably would have been for the best. Um, it turns out there's a lot more pressure on the order when it's like being this combined thing because it's like, ooh. You know, like, what order do I actually put these in? Whereas in years past, I've just been like, yeah, the order doesn't really matter. As long as it's vaguely in the right order, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, and it's still fine. So uh, for those of you uh, still in the know or wanting to know kind of thing, so for every position in the top 10, uh, they were given a weighted score. And then uh, both lists were given to me, and I've done some tabulations and all that good stuff, and created a combined list. So, uh, if we're all ready, let's get into the words about games. Game of the year. At nice, number 10, point. with two points on the board, we have Stanley Parable Ultra, Ultra Deluxe. Oh, that was uh, me. I, I believe, did that. Yeah. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about this game. That's not a moody game. <laughs> that's not a movie game. No, that's not that's a movie game. I think you watched me stream it. In fact, it might not um, be a bits game either. So that's another game that I picked up over the. Oh, there might be the a break. lot of games on here. There might be none of us games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that there's going to be much crossover. 
<clears throat> but uh, no, the Stanley Parable was awesome. Um, and like, I always thought, because they released the game fucking when The Last of Us came out. Yes. And they made a big joke about that. Um, and then How it was like, cool. It's a f- it's a really like interesting, inventive, really well designed comedy game that they're never going to be able to like. You can't make a sequel of the Stanley Parable. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. So then they were like, "Oh, we're going to make a remaster," and I was like, "Cool, it's going to be a remaster." And then there's we're going to put some new content in it, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to have some new content in it." And like literally, it's not a spoiler to say this. Like you play through the Stanley Parable a couple of times, and then there's a door that opens, and it says "new content" this way, and there's like an arrow and stuff, and you go, "Okay, cool, I'll go in here." <laughs> And, like, they made a sequel at the Stanley Parable. <laughs> they did. Uh, and I was, so, I was like, how did they do this? <laughs> for my experience with this game, so uh, I'm quite a fan of, of puzzle games. Like, so I, I re-binged uh, going through Portal and Portal 2. Um, and so I'm lucky enough to have a, a card that does all the fancy RTX stuff. So I was able to do Portal and RTX. And then I was like, okay, let's get uh, Superliminal and let's get Stanley Parable. I've heard amazing things about this game. And I was like, all right. All, all into puzzles about to, you know, adjust the environments with the environments and all the rest of it. And then it's like, okay, so it's how good are you listening to directions and narration kind of thing? And how, how how often do you want to go off the beaten path? Or will your crazy brain allow you to go off the beaten path? Or will you just follow how the many different, you, So, yeah. How many different ways can you find to ignore the instructions that you're given? <laughs> how and what wild that, things will test. happen? Yeah, so uh-huh. the entire game in the in Ultra Deluxe, the entire like original game is in is in yes. is in there. So you can play through the whole original game, and then mm-hmm. like there's an entire other game, and then the up and then the extra content, which is separate from both. I don't want to talk about like how there's a sequel in here. Just go and play it. It's fucking no, great. 100%. If you love the Stanley Parable, you're gonna love it. I loved it. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh Okay, then. So, let's move it on to number nine. Road Warden and Return to Monkey Island, our first tie of the evening, uh, with three points. Uh, so, Road Warden. I think, Amy, if you go first, then maybe we can talk about Return to Monkey Island. Um, yeah, I tried Return to Monkey Island. I, I played, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I was like, it's not a bad game, but... Uh, it just wasn't in the mood for it. Um, but I played Road Warden, and that's a text-based RPG. Um, if you imagine an RPG, but without the, the game, the, 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 the gameplay or the graphics of it, um, it's really good. <laughs> it's really well-written, which it needs to be, because it's basically a novel. <clears throat> You're basically playing a novel. We get to make a bunch of choices. It's a fan. It's like a fantasy world where you play a Road Warden. And what that means is, like, you know, you get sent out from the city, and there's, like... A forest full of monsters and a load of settlements, and you just want wander around and you just do shit for people, and okay, that's the game. <laughs> like you wander around the road and there's survival mechanics, and you know you need to not die or starve or or any of that stuff. But like it's very much focused on the stories that you like can wander into. Like you go into it and you're like, oh, I'm the road warden, I'm here to help, and then like you get like a quest, which is like. Hey, maybe you should see what happened to the previous Road Warden because he kind of disappeared. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll just like do that. That's like your vague sort of like direction thing. And also, don't go into yeah. the middle of the forest; it's very dangerous. But a mystery and intrigue. What's not to love? And then, and then, like within like an hour, you've got this massive quest log full of stuff, and you've only got forty days before you have to go back to the sea. So there's like a time limit, right? Okay. On yeah. like 
on like what you could do and like traveling takes time and then you've got to rest and all this other stuff and it quickly becomes apparent that i'm not going to be able to do all these quests for all these people <laughs> oh damn <laughs> that brings a, on a whole new level of anxiety of yeah right and it's like oh this this woman gave me these copper pipes to like put up um around the around the forest but like i'm starving to death and these copper pipes are worth a few coins <laughs> should i sell this thing <laughs> A few loaves of bread Maybe for I can sure. Sell these. Get some, get some rations. But yeah, no, it's really good. It's really engaging. It's really like sort of like you always feel like you always feel like you're just on the edge. You know what I mean? Like you know, like you play a survival horror game and you always feel like you've killed the boss with like one bullet yes. left, and you're like, holy shit! Like Rod Warden has that similar thing where it's like you always feel like you're just on the edge of like completely failing, and then you get. You know, you get your rest, or you get your food, or you heal yourself, or you don't get trying. You run away from the wolf that's trying to tear you to pieces. Um, it's really good um, and really, really engaging with really amazing writing, and that's why Great it's on my list. Stuff. Moody, tell us all about Return to Monkey Island. Return <clears> to <throat> Monkey Island is obviously the sequel to one of the Monkey Islands games. Don't know which one. Um, I'm a fan of the <laughs> all Monkey of Island them. games. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Monkey Island games. Uh, Guy Bush. Uh, Twerp World, whatever his name is. Threepwood. Very difficult. Threepwood, that's it. Um, trying to do the quest that he's been trying to do ever since the first game came out, basically. To find out what is the the mystery of Monkey Island, and that's what he's trying to do here. Uh, for uh, zombie pirate LeChuck is back, and he's creating a team, and he's going to try and find out to do it. It's like, basically... Those two arch enemies, and they're fighting it over to try and find out what is the legend and everything. Um, the visuals, I thought, were visually stunning. I know it was a very divisive thing for a lot of people when it first came out. I'll just say this right now. You're fucking stupid. Uh, the score, I thought, was really good. It was quirky. It was fun for the game that they were too and everything. I, I enjoyed the jokes. It was a very funny game for myself. Uh, it was very slapstick, very... It was like... It, it always... It, it knew what it was, you know, it's like it was a game that just knew what it was. It was no one knew what it was going for and it just worked for me. Uh, I saw some divisiveness when it came to the ending. I thought the ending kind of worked for me, um, but I also understand why people may not thought, think it works for them. But no, I kind of enjoyed it and it really, really worked. Characters really well flushed out. Guybrush, LeChuck, Elena and everyone else. I think their art style has improved even better since the original. That's why I think they're like, oh, why I think everyone's stupid when it comes to the opinions of it. But no, yeah, I think it's really, really good. And I like uh, uh, the story. Like he's telling a story to his child and it's really, really well done, I thought. And it's oh, just yeah, really good. So, as a point of click adventure, uh, is it any less obtuse than uh, previous uh, kind of legendary point-of-click adventures in terms of, uh, say, something like Grim Fandango, it wasn't always clear that uh, these particular items would combine to to make whatever it is you need to pr proceed kind of thing. Is this any clearer in that sense, or is it still... They have a mechanic it? in the game which you can use to help you, with, okay. which it kind of helped me a lot when, when it came to it. Some of the... Uh, like um, mysteries and everything like that were a bit pain in the backside for me. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to use this just to give me that clue what I need. And it helped me. It was my choice to go any further to just find out straight away, you know, or try to figure it, or figure it out and everything. Sure. And they give you that option. You can, I think there's an option in the game that you can knock it off and just go full thing. I think. I can't fully remember though. There's a, no, um, yeah, so someone just played never... it. There's, a, there's like a, a difficulty adjustment thing you can do in the menu yeah, for the right. puzzles 
yeah and like it gives you the uh, like i just really like that thing because it was very accessible like you could play it however you wanted to it's like the thing i've always been going on with from soft games let people play how they want to fuck what everyone says about difficulties and all like that just like put it in for accessibility it's great for accessibility you know get more more, more money and i think this helped me as well where when it came, comes to like uh like things i can get if i get irritated i can get irritated really easy sometimes and that uh, gets me annoyed and then i lose my mind sometimes i'm just like oh i need to and they need to be in a headspace to yeah, 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 yeah. and this game helped me and this this game helped me and the, like the clues options helped me as well so it kept me on track and kept me to enjoy in the game i never felt like it was intrusive for me or anything it was my choice if i wanted to use it and like everything so i really enjoyed this game it worked really well great stuff okay thanks let's move on one on my list <laughs> so this is going really well <laughs> let's move on to number eight norco and as dusk falls we have yet another tie amy tell yeah, but us i've about played norco. i've played both of these games though <laughs> uh, norco uh, is four points norco yeah there's probably gonna be a lot of ties from me and moody having just not played oh, very yeah, many yeah. games I, i'm just realizing now how you've done the list i'm like okay i approve of this <laughs> <laughs> more of my more of my children are going to be in this list and i'm happy there you about go. that um Norco, it's a point and click game it's it's very much like monkey island but like on the opposite end of the spectrum where like monkey island was a comedy game yeah like Norco is a very like it's there's definitely like funny moments and it's very surreal at times but like it's very much a serious game um set in the near future cyberpunk end of end stage capitalist dystopia of um Norco, which is a place somewhere in America, which is, he's, which has completely abandoned me in this moment. But um, that was, his, I think, that was his greatest strength was the 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 place, the setting. Like I had people because this was when I did, um, I played this when I still did like separate video reviews, mm-hmm. and I, I had people in my comments talking about how they were from because it's like the swamps of Louisiana um, okay. in Norco, um, and I had people who were like from like that area just talking about like how much because i'd mentioned in my review i was like man this place is like so like well put together and well realized like it makes you feel like like a real place like even though it's in. like yeah yeah even though there's like robot centers and druggies like have taken over the, the the shopping mall like there's definitely a fictional element to it as far as i'm aware unless well, there's some really <laughs> unless there's some shit going on in the swamps of louisiana that i don't know about but but like i mentioned that in the review and i had people here like from the area saying like no this is like like, this is what it's like. <laughs> like, they've really captured the spirit of this place. Um, and it uses that to tell a, to tell just a really good, really heartfelt story about about a bunch of different themes. Like, it's not just like capitalism is bad and is going to kill us all. Like, mm. that is the one major theme. But it's also about a, it's also about a mother and a daughter and, and like, that strange relationship. Um, and some other stuff. No spoilers. But uh, you also get it. You also get a cool robot companion that follows you around for the game. Um, Always helps. And she's really cool. And you can you can beat a, a monkey, a toy monkey, in a staring contest. So, okay, great. Yeah. I'm glad you finished that <laughs> sentence because you, like, you can beat a monkey. And I was like, oh no, you can beat a monkey. <laughs> you, you can do no. You can do some fucked up gate things in this game. <laughs> but I don't think a fist fought a monkey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great stuff, uh, Midi. Uh, tell us your thoughts about As Dusk Falls. As Dusk Falls, I have to be transparent that I haven't fully completed yet, but it's That's a game good. that I've completely got absorbed in. I was texting Amy about it when I was playing it, yeah. and I was just like, this game is 
why didn't I not play this earlier? It's so um, good, right? Yeah, the, the the characters, the writing is absolutely brilliant. Um, and I love that it's just a simplistic game to where you are just picking the choices, nothing mm-hmm. more, nothing else. And that's just like right up my alley when it comes to like just because I... I'm not the, like, gameplay, I think gameplay I'll always say is king and everything like that, but that can also get superseded quite easily if the story is just absolutely fantastic. I go, most Naughty Dog games. Naughty Dog games, gameplay, a good, good gameplay, but the story is the thing you go for. (laughs) Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, it is always solid. It's never fantastic, over the top, brilliant, everyone praising it. It's always that solid, but you're there for the characters and story. This was the same thing for me. It's characters, it's story um i'm loving it so far and i cannot wait to finish this i'm not far from the end i believe and i'm just yeah cannot wait like it's just such a good like good story it's such great characters so well uh, brought out and just you sympathize for all of them in some unique way and i really enjoy that and uh, if you make me sympathize even if some of them are villains yeah, that makes it even better because if you can see the villain's point of view, you go, "I may not agree with you, okay. but you're like, no, I, that's I understand fantastic. to a certain point." But yeah, I really enjoyed. I'm really right. enjoying this game. Uh, the love, art yeah. style of As Dust Falls with the kind of watercolor painting aspect of it is, oh, uh, I love it, beautiful as well, breathtaking. And and to your point about. It not being all about gameplay, I think it's uh, it's a title where you can bring people in who aren't uh, engrossed in traditional style of video games as well, because there is less of that interactability and it's not like a Twitch shooter or anything like that. So there's no an inherent kind of skills of knowing your way around a controller or a keyboard, a keyboard or mouse, yeah. that kind of thing. And they can have uh, just as much as input. Hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. You can do it that way too. Uh, okay, we're right through this list. So number seven. Citizen Sleeper and The Quarry, another tie. Citizen Sleeper, I've heard my good friend Andy Cortez go on about this game, but Amy, I want to hear what you think. It's fucking fun. It's fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. Um, it's like much like I was just talking about Narco, where it's like capitalism mm-hmm. will kill us all, but like it, this game somehow manages to be hopeful about it. Like if the system is trying to kill us all, like all we have are each all we have is each other, right? So like you form bonds with people on this space station. You you're playing as a sleeper, which is like a a, a robot where it's like you're a person who has your AI, yeah, your consciousness uploaded into a robot, and then that robot like is indentured to do work, and then like this sleeper has escaped from that, um, and has ran to the space station called the I. So like you, that's where you start the game, and it's like okay, I need to like build a life here. Um, and it's not easy, and especially at the beginning, it feels like it might be one of those games where you're going to struggle. Um, but as you, you can get, you can get past that curve, that survival curve, that difficulty curve, and like get on top of it. And then you really start getting to just explore the station and explore these these different characters' stories um, and all of the different like ways that you can interact with other characters and the cool things that you can do. And this game has like a ton of different endings. And they're not all mutually exclusive. Like you can, you're, you're essentially you're getting an ending for a different each character's story, and that doesn't necessarily <clears throat> doesn't necessarily have to end the game. That just ends that storyline. Um, so then you can just keep going, and then you can just keep going through to other people's different storylines. And the writing is just incredible. And 
when I was finished the game, I was I, I like genuinely it was heartwarming, um, in a way that I just wasn't expecting it to be. Uh, and I also want to shout out the way the gameplay works because you basically at the beginning of every day you roll six sided dice, Ooh, and then you those the dice, yeah. <laughs> And then those dice, oh, like you, you carry them through the rest of the day, and then you use them on things. So, like if you've got a, if you've got like a six, you can and you, and you need to do a task. Like you put that six in that task, and then it, and then it that generates the result of how successful right, you yeah. are at that task. Um, but the game also finds ways to make low dice rolls useful in different ways. Um, so it really like pushes around and plays around with that mechanic a lot. So that like, if you roll a bunch of like ones and twos at the beginning of a day, you're not going to go, oh, well, it's fucking days. This day is a fucking write off. It's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be a write off. Um, and yeah, it just loved, I think I played all through this game in like a weekend. Absolutely adored it. Loved my time with it thoroughly. I also loved Moody's pick as well. I was there when he played it. <laughs> we played it together. <laughs> Moody, tell me who lived and who died in the quarry. I can't remember. I'm not going to lie. But uh, <laughs> the quarry, I'll state this with all the games I've played this year. Quarry is probably the most fun I've had playing a game. And that is because of how me and Amy played it. Yeah, I controlled it, it, yet she gave the decisions of what yes. to do. And it was absolutely brilliant. It was so much fun doing it this way. I had so so much fun. I kind of wish you and me did this for As Dust Falls as well, Amy. I think we could have had a blast with this. Definitely. uh, For it. Yeah. Um, I think if if I'd have been making the decisions while you were like controlling As Dust Falls, I would have a nervous fucking breakdown. But yeah, she. Yeah, (laughs) I can understand that. But yeah, the quarry, it was like, it is. It is a 80s horror movie, basically. B-movie type movie bit as well. It's the, the kids are stupid. And I won't lie, the choices we made or Amy made made them even stupider. <laughs> Me and Amy had so much fun with the characters where we were literally legit laughed so hard we basically almost broke our own stream because we couldn't <laughs> play the game <laughs> we yeah. were laughing so much at each other yeah the highlights are out there on the youtube.com switch youtube.com <laughs> U- yeah words about games.uk they're so much fun like go and check them out they really are they're, it's just batshit crazy and i adored this game it the only reason is as low as it is is because of one reason i think amy's with me as well the fucking ending it ends Ooh. so abrupt, just like it's it's a Michael Bay movie, like Transformers. It's like we finish the action now, to do a epic monologue, and boom, pff, da, 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 like a Lincoln Beat, Lincoln, uh, a Lincoln Park song at the end or something, a Lincoln Park song right at the end. It's like it's what crazy. It's I've like, done. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it finishes so fast. Like we were, at, we, we knew we were at the end, but we were also thinking, thinking, oh, we're gonna have some like payoff properly. The end happens. We we both fuck up the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's spectacular. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was a spectacular <laughs> fuck up. Um, but it was a microphone that failed us. It wasn't either of us that failed us. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the ending was the thing that held it back for me as well. Like, it, mm. this is probably the most fun I had playing a game, just because of the way we played it. Like you say. Um, the only reason it didn't end up on my list is because I liked other games more and the ending yeah, yeah. really did kind of sit because we spent the entire game trying to get two characters together and then we never even found yeah. out if it worked <laughs> yeah no I, I suppose it's that thing of uh, obviously the end of the game is the taste that you leave and that's uh, the kind of taste that lingers in uh, in your brain kind of thing when you 
uh, yeah. think about the game. So, uh, I mean, a similar argument is, is often labeled at Mass Effect 3 in terms of the 99% of that game is is fantastic. But the thing people talk about is the, the more device, uh, divisive ending kind of thing. And uh, rightly yeah, or wrongly, they talk that. about that. We talk about Mass Effect. It's like we word about games that. podcast where we don't where we don't mention Mass Effect a couple of times. Amy's not going to do a nine hour video. <laughs> <laughs> not nine hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay, team. Let's move on to number six. Get ready to shave those tenths of a second off with neon white. But get ready to draw out your cards because it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Master <laughs> Jewel up there too. How did these two games end up next to each other? That's kind of that's kind of cool. <laughs> That's bonkers. The two weebiest fucking games on the list I'm betting. And they're both on the same spot. <laughs> Amy, tell us about how you shaved all those cents of a second off in Neon White. Fucking, I don't know, man. I, all, all I remember <laughs> is, right, I saw this in a Switch Direct, Nintendo Direct yes. last year, and I went, this game looks interesting. And then I played the demo of Steam Next Best, and I went, this game is really good. Um, and then I downloaded it on Steam, and I had to wait. In fact, I was texting Moody because I was like, I'm waiting for this to unlock. Like, this is like one of about three games where it's like, I'm literally, this year, where I'm like, I'm waiting for the time that I can play this. And I just never stopped. Like, there was just something about the 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 weird combination of gameplay that, like, just compels you to keep playing it. Like, the story is whatever. Like, people have complained yeah. about the story and people have defended the story. And I'm here to say, like, it's anime bullshit like your tolerance for anime bullshit is going to de- depend on like how how much you get annoyed by or enjoy the story of neon white but the thing for me was just the levels and the gameplay and like mm. the progression is so quick where it's like you start off and like you learn how to like move fast because this is essentially a game about going through levels and really quickly and then like fast. every every like chapter new chapter like you can you just it would unlock a new mechanic because like you get cards that are guns um and like sometimes you'll use the guns to shoot demons but uh, they're also you can also use them as movement abilities so like you can trade them in to like do a grapple or do a, an extra jump in the air or something like that and the idea is to just figure out how to get from the beginning of the level to the end of the level as efficiently and quickly as possible it's one of the few games that i just i hundred percent it like <laughs> I figured out like you have to get gold medals in all of the levels. Yes. Um, and I did that. Like, and I didn't even like go back to do it. What I did was if I got to the end of a level and I had anything less than a gold medal, I restarted the level. <laughs> no, that, that's that's fair. That's how I go about racing games in general. So yeah, I, I feel your pain when it comes to that one. So I was just enjoying yeah. them that much. It wasn't even pain. Like the only pain was like there was some challenge levels that were really difficult because you had to be really precise with your movement. But I mean, like, like I was happy to like replay these levels over and over again when i finish the game like there's this thing <clears throat> there's this mode you unlock called heaven rush mode where you basically you can just play through the entire game in a randomized order and like i played that for about two weeks like <laughs> not even like finishing it i was just like oh I, f- I want to play it more of this game i'm gonna boot this up and i'm just gonna play these levels in a random order and i'd play it for like two hours yeah, and yeah. Then for, for no reason like i finished the game i've 100 at all the things i found all the gifts hidden in all levels and unlocked all the story scenes there's no reason for me to play this game anymore but i'm still playing it <laughs> great stuff uh no that's awesome uh maybe let's talk some master jewel with Yu-Gi-Oh. this is the game i've played most this year it is <laughs> by a country mile do you have, do you have an I hour think... count for me or is it in the hundreds? Shout out to Sadie. <laughs> uh, give us a moment. I can find that out. I have played, since it released, 151 hours. 
Damn. Yeah, every time I feel like every time I look. <laughs> every time I log into Steam, Daffy is playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's yeah, it, it it's nothing fancy or anything like that. It's Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Deal. If you know Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know what this is. Um, and it's just simple it's to the point it's a game for me it's i'm not gonna lie if you like Yu-Gi-Oh, it's for the Yu-Gi-Oh fans and is i think it's streamlined do... in any way compared to previous Yu-Gi-Oh titles or have they like cut out it plays pretty much like um oh, what's those other ones that are out there um the, the other card game magic that the gathering Mag- that's yeah. it magic gathering those those type of things and everything like that okay. it plays basically like that um it doesn't well not plays like that it plays like how they've set it all up on the game the board and everything like that and yeah it's just it's just so much fun you just create your deck you go out there you sometimes will get your ass kicked really easy because well, you haven't played for many if you haven't played it more hours what gotta watch out for blue eyes white dragon oh god dude 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 <laughs> There's worse. Oh, <laughs> it's no. worse than that fucker. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Especially if you don't understand. I'm a casual player, so when I'm seeing all these big fucking 10 minute freaking setup boards, and I'm just like, okay, I'll surrender and see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I scoop half the time when I, when I see that. I'm thinking, dude, it took you 10 minutes to get to this. I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> time to log off. But, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, mate, I'm sorry. My mum's calling me. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I absolutely adore it. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of like That's the decks awesome. and everything like that. I love, I love red eyes. I love the dino decks. And I just like going for it. I just like I chill. I have fun, and I'm just chilling all the time. I listen, whack on some music or whack, whack on a Netflix or a film while I'm playing it, and it's just chill. And I really enjoy it. Is it the best game of the year? No, but it's the game I've played the most this year, and it deserves to be on the top ten for me for that. Hundred percent. That's alone. Great stuff. Yeah. So everyone has that game where they just like listen to something or watch something yeah. while they're yeah. doing the game. Yeah. 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 Stuff, and it so... tied with Neon White, one of the best games of the year. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? You was that. This good, num- number five is the is the anime section <laughs> <laughs> well that's it so let's have a quick recap of how we got to this point as we go into the second half of the list so at number 10 we have the stanley parable ultra deluxe at number nine we have road warden and return to monkey island number eight is norco and as dusk falls number seven we have citizen sleeper and the quarry number six it is neon white and Yu-Gi-Oh! master jewel let's get into it with the top five and your number five with seven points we have Pentiment and The Last of Us Part 1. Let's let Mooney go first for the second half of the let's list. Let's go for it. it. So, The Last of Us Part 1. Tell us how we have no idea what loss is. It's The Last of Us Part 1, guys. It is. This masterpiece coming. of a game. The definitive way to help you. Uh, I think for a lot of the discourse around why this needed to be uh, remastered, uh, re-released again, and kind of remade, uh, I think goes away when we talk about the the plethora of accessibility options that they bought to. Obviously, they oh. bought a lot of it to part two. And uh, I think, yeah, if, if you're one of the people who are questioning why Naughty Dog went to the trouble of doing this, it is to allow so many more people to be able to experience one of the the best stories, in my personal opinion, that we have in this medium. And obviously, as people get invested into the HBO show, uh, which is going to be like some episodes in by this point, by the time of airing, 
so yeah, and it, it's just it's no, it safe. No, it won't. <laughs> it comes out next week. We 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 get this will be our Friday. <laughs> oh, isn't no yeah. the first episode yeah. drops? Oh, Sunday. it is next week. Yeah, Dang next it. week. Sunday for America, us for Monday. Time is a flat circle. But, it is uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have no issues with uh, this being uh, this being so high up on your on your individual list, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I'm taking up your spot talking about the Last of Us. Tell me why you like the Last of Us Part One or why you love it. It's it's one of the it's greatest last... stories ever created in a video game. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful that I think I'll do it for the most part. Um, it's just so great. I love the characters. I love the story. I think the visuals are way, way more improved. Again, <laughs> just Naughty Dog game. The gameplay is solid. Yep. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that they hadn't brought what was on number two into this one. Is it the mechanics, like the yeah, dodge yeah, and, yeah, and the prone it's a lot more kind of full, right. It's a lot more stiff uh, yep. compared, to, uh, compared to what number two is and everything. If number two played like what number one would, would I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't put number one one bit because but you know how good it can it. be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've improved upon on their own mechanics, so it's like you should have should have done that. But yeah, like I just yeah, the characters are just amazing. Like Joel is arguably one of the best written characters out there. Apart from maybe another game that's I'm sure is going to be on this list later on, <laughs> maybe who knows? Um, and everything like that. But yeah, I just adored. Like this was, I have no problem with remakes. I have no problem with re-releases whatsoever. If if that puts me back in that world and everything like that, and if I I do not mind, if the game was so impactful for me, I will happily play over and over many many times for the same game over and over again. I will have no problem. I'm bloody buying Dead Space remake at the end of the month. That game is awesome. It's just more of a visual upgrade and probably a little bit less stiff. Maybe I might be completely wrong there, but. It's basically probably going to be most of the same game as what the other one was, especially story-wise and everything for it. But I can't wait to do play that game again because it's fucking Dead Space. So I'm... Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> I don't oh, want to be yeah. here yeah. anymore. I'll say, I'll say this right now. I'm streaming that fucking game on Words About Sorry, Games. Vince. Twitch I'm just channel. referencing. I'm just referencing Moody's stream of Dead Space 1. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I am going to sing a very funny game. song. <laughs> he does yeah. that from time to time. Twitch.tv slash Words of Games. You want? We're going to release an album one day of all the stupid shit Moody sings in games. Yes. <laughs> Some of it's still stuck in my head. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving. Amy, tell us a little bit about Pentiment. This was a game I played not over break, but I didn't really start it in time for us to really re- to really review it um, on a podcast. Um. I like my hype built for this game built up slowly where it was like I I was aware it existed I was aware of who was developing it, and I was aware that they made some of the best games I've ever played and then like I just downloaded it and I started playing it and I was like okay I'm digging this it's very slow burn very like slow build up like the way you build the character um because you play Andreas Mailer um and the way you like you you build the character is through the dialogue. So like the first uh, forty five minutes to an hour of the game, you're talking to other characters and you're building up like the skills that you'll be able to access in dialogue. Um, so for example, like what other la- like you can speak another language apart from German because this game is set in Germany, um, mm-hmm. and it, it's based on like oh where Andreas Mailer like studied abroad. You know what I mean? There's like gap year or whatever. They had those in the 16th century, I'm sure. (laughs) Of course, they had like the Grand Tour going on where they were just sod off for, you know, half a year. 
So, like, yeah, it's like you pick, like, oh, he was in Venice for a bit, and that's how he learned Italian, and then you can talk to the Italian characters. And then the thing happens, which is in the trailer, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay spoiling it. It's like someone gets murdered, and the person who is accused is a person who couldn't possibly have done it. So you have a certain amount of in-game days to figure out who's done the murder. Who did it? Spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> That's only the first part of the game. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I'm not going to really talk too much in, in depth of the, the story and how it goes from from there on, but there's two other like parts of the game, essentially. Um, and, and the game is very much... It's a historical game, but it's also about history, and it's about how we decide what happened in history, and how, like, we as a as a society, as like, in like who writes history and who and writes kind of history, yeah. and and what do they say, and why do they say it? Um, it's probably my favorite written game of the year, um, in terms Francis. of the writing. Um, yeah, and absolutely blew me away with how many characters are in this game. And how many of them I actually cared about. Because like usually when I come into a game with like a massive cast of characters, and I'm saying there's like 30 characters that you get to know over the course of like, I think it's like 25 years <laughs> like, um, of in-game time. And like, so you get to see kids like, and like there'll be this toddler and she can't talk the first in the first chapter. And then obviously you get to see it grow up um, and stuff like that. And it's just, there's some moments in this game that are genuinely like, laugh out loud funny there are there are a lot of moments in this game that are genuinely like heartbreaking there are a lot more moments that are generally heartwarming and i was just gripped from start to finish um to see like how badly i'd fucked up <laughs> in the first chapter um which is a feature of the game like you, you, you won't get the right and you can't like yeah of course you can't get the right answer in the first chapter, essentially. Not even Benoit Blanc's going to get the right answer in the part, first no, chapter. No, no, no. I mean, part of the the the, the, the game and, and what it's trying to do is it's like, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about the choices mm. that you're going to make. The more interesting part is seeing what the fallout is. Mm. And Great yeah, stuff. superb. Also, highly, it's highly, about highly Peasants Revolt. <laughs> yes. And we could, all, we could all learn a lesson from that right now. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Okay, let's General move it on. Strike. General Strike. <laughs> uh, let's move it on to number four, where we have Pokemon Legends Arceus. By itself, our first solo game in quite a while. Whoa! <laughs> Coming in with eight points. Uh, Moody, tell us why you loved uh, this version of Pokemon. If this, if, if another Pokemon game wasn't so buggy, and a complete fucking mess. It probably would be the best, no like people. I stated when I talked about the game. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet and Violet probably would be the best video Pokemon game we've had in years. If Legend Arceus didn't come out, Legend Arceus changes the mold in such a way that it is completely refreshing to play a Pokemon game. Yeah. Yes, do you do the same thing of catching Pokemon? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is the story a bit slapstick and bit dumb of like especially how it begins like oh you've been sucked into a portal don't know how uh-huh doesn't explain it don't worry about it it's at fine. all don't worry about it you're not there for that you're there to throw balls at monsters that's there all that go. matters and it's so so cool because you can actually sneak up to the pokemon and throw the ball without even having the battle yeah why it's took them 
20 odd years to do this type of thing it's absolutely beyond me game freak it's you you, you, you idiots i'll just say this um but yeah legend <laughs> idiots are maybe were... the probably hard-working idiots the amount of title they're turning out in a given year idiots again <laughs> because just... they're crunching at their own fault can i just jump in really quick and say you cut out as i as i went and as I walk, was walking back to the room, you cut back in and all the hair is moody go throwing balls at monster. Ah. <laughs> uh. <coughs> Sorry. No, no, it's all right. <coughs> but Pokemon Legends Arceus is, yeah, it's what it, what everyone's been waiting for for a while. Just a, an open world to go out and find Pokemon. And yeah. I love how they just do it for the game. They get, make it so easy. And they make it just like... You don't they give you little mini missions like there's been levels and there's been missions and stories in the games what they've done on like the, the mainline games and everything but they've never really been of just like go out do a mission come back collect your points type of thing or award or whatever that's just like even though that concept's been out there for years and we've done it on many many games for many many years doing it in a pokemon game just freshens it up in such a way that it's just like i've never done this in a pokemon game this is new! Absolutely. flipping you now! <laughs> yeah. They've invented something here. Yes! They've reinvented invented a whole new genre. Well. There you go. Yeah, a whole new genre. Yeah, and it's just... I and adored we... it. Like, by the end of it, like, there was such a funny thing. Like, I streamed this for 12 hours when it first came out. There's... there's, It's on the Twitch channel. And there's content out there for me of me throwing it. And, like, there's literally a part where... The, uh, before I finished the 12-hour the stream, I was literally like, don't worry, Amy. I'll get you your Pokemon you want. We'll get her. We will get her. And I did. I got her. I evolved a Garnivore all the way up to Garnivore and everything. And Amy was just like, oh, my God. And then I decided, well, I'm going to go one step further. Off stream and everything like that, I went out and got the gigantic one. <laughs> and showed her. And it was just like, it was... It was the Resident Evil 7 girl all over again. Or 8 I girl forgot all we, over again. I forgot we were... <laughs> we, I forgot we were collectively thirsting some, over our Pokemon some respect at the beginning on Lady Dimitrescu's name. Yeah, yeah. She, Step on me, 2022 was weird. <laughs> 2022 was really weird. It started weird with Pokemon Legends Arceus. I was going to say, yeah. Because oh, yeah, it was such cool. a great game. <laughs> we were all begging for a Pokemon to step on our faces. Yeah. There you go. We've we've all seen the the TikToks of the of the I think the grass starter when they're fully evolved and they're giving the the boy a smooch and then uh, the the, other, that, the yeah. boy and the uh, white worm looking Pokemon coming out and looking like it's a like it's a penis coming out of his uh, out of his shorts. We've all seen those TikToks and we've all laughed along with them. I think yeah for for Pokemon Legends to to come out and despite obviously some of the the short shortcomings in terms of what uh, Game Freak designed decided to leave on the floor in terms of the shortcuts where you can set up a base camp but there's no real animation to it the screen goes black and you hear the sound of two rocks banging together then the next it comes up and says oh you've got new base camp or you know the the kind of visual effects of base camp unlocked (laughs) yeah there you go and then uh you know some of the uh whether it be the anti-aliasing not working or some of the jagged lines you have around the the actual uh, assets themselves and you think, right, Pokemon is the biggest franchise in the world kind of thing in terms of the revenue and how much money they make from merchandise. And I just wish that either they switch studios or have a, a bunch of different studios working on the various different games. Because uh, I think what we're finding is we're in a situation where they're pumping out these games, like two or three of them a year. And they just don't have the time or the resources to put the love and care that the, the fans of these games clearly deserve 
But at the moment, they don't have any incentive to change their ways because they're selling like 10 million copies of the, the latest release. But I'm really glad that you enjoyed this game, Moody, and uh, I hope that they fix Scarlet and Violet for you, that you can love this game, that game just as much. Yeah, I have barely touched that game, which is really irritating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is about, they do outsource. Like, Diamond, Shining brilliant diamond and shining pearl that was developed by a different studio they outsourced that game to another developer so they can do that hopefully maybe if they were impressed with that developer they'll bring it on as maybe your full-time partner yeah yeah. and then start doing this and probably because it's crazy to think that they're they're one of the biggest developers out there but they're such a small studio game thing i think they only have like overall 30 developers if not wow. just a little bit more, they don't. I don't actually. I better fact check that to make sure. But they are not that big compared to knowing what they want to do. Like they just released two open, massive world games within twelve months of each other, basically. And both of them were buggy. Like Arceus didn't yep. had bugs. It was there was some problems with that game, like you stated, Vitz. But um, it was it worked compared to what Scarlet and Violet are right now, and that's the most disappointing thing about it. So like they really need to upscale for that well hopefully they'll learn some lessons and uh, the years to come will have uh much more monster hunting adventures the decent kind with fewer bugs at least uh they have 169 staff that's employee that's in, that's combining all of them that's including their ceo okay right so wowzers you gotta think that's probably 100 100 developers in oh. various different areas I'm just shuddering at the amount of crunch those people must have to endure. <laughs> okay, let, let's move it on, team, to, to some more positive news. In at number three, as my chair starts to sink, uh, <laughs> it's time to put our foolish ambitions to rest with Elden Ring, but team that with We Are OFK. What a combination. <laughs> this is it. Like two dynamically opposed games. <laughs> but yeah, this, basically. This it's the list of what happens on words about games. Uh, one one of those games is taking the piss out of the other game. No, 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 no. We didn't go first. We didn't go first. <laughs> no, I've just been speaking for a while. You'll go first. That's fine. That's it. All right. We are OFK for the longest time was my game of the year. Wow. I absolutely adored. It was. We are OFK. The music, the characters, the visuals, everything about this game, I absolutely adored. The, it was well written. Everyone, I, uh, I instantly fell in love with and connected with instantly as I, I felt a sob like a bit of myself in each character and mm-hmm. I just absolutely adored them they were so well done and I just loved how it well how it worked like each episode the developer was smart enough like they released each episode separately so I but I was able to play it all at once <clears throat> excuse me but they also give you a time of how long it will take you to complete the episode yes and I love that. I mm-hmm. love that so much. I was thinking, oh, that's just a, that's just a nice little touch. <laughs> a nice little touch. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's just like, it's everything that I want from a video game. Strong characters, check. Lovely visuals, depending on what our style is, check. Beautiful music, check. Great characters, check. Written beautifully, check. I know I said characters twice. I don't care. That's how great they are. That's um, it. Yeah, and it gives me everything I wanted. And and it's a short game as well, so it makes it even better. You can get oh. this done within five hours. And I great loved it. Even for it. The so, soundtrack. Uh, yes. The soundtrack is amazing. The soundtrack is incredible. Thank so you. wait a minute. So did you not put this in your top ten, Amy? 
It was it was in and out. It was bouncing in and out. I remember what's Wowzers. at number. T- I remember what I put at number ten. And if I had bounced that for We Are OFK, I think you would have come to my house and strangled me with that Pokemon hat. But We Are OFK. Oh, I loved I loved We Are OFK. I loved the the fact that you got me to force me to play a game because <laughs> that's what happened. I sent a, he, I sent a text of dialogue of what was happening to Amy, and Amy just replied as that emoji and it was just like what it was that emoji and then it was i'll play this so we can talk about it on the next podcast and that's what happened (laughs) oh that's great it's one that i want to check out i've heard uh some things around the uh pacing in terms of how i think by the stuff that ends up happening at the end of episode five it kind of should have happened at the end of episode three kind of thing in terms of condensing uh or there may be some padding going on in in the the later episodes but i'm i'm i've heard the i've listened to the soundtrack rather and yeah you are right it's phenomenal oh <laughs> so it, it does kind of entice me to, to try uh to, to go ahead and and uh experience the game that inspired that kind of thing so i am yeah. all about there's five that. episodes the first four episodes are it uh dedicated to each individual character yeah so so you play each uh, you see their side and everything out and what's going on in their life uh, the final one is obviously a giant wrap-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Amy, even you agreed with me, if I remember when we talked about this game, that it kind of, we felt like it missed a couple of things like that we wished we could have seen. Yeah. But because we loved yep. the story and the characters so much, we get, we kind of gave it a pass, but I can understand why people may not give it a pass mm-hmm. for that because um, I wanted nope. to see certain things happen, but it was still great at the same time, yeah. Um, no? Great stuff. Sorry. It was about to play a song. Uh, yeah, follow on followers on my um, whatever YouTube's version of Wrapped is. <laughs> and considering the game only came out like what was it August? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, like I listen to that song more than I listen to a lot of other songs. I was just no? talking it up. No, no, no that, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Now it's time to talk about Battle Tarnished. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, like when we did this, when we did this list, the way we were going to do it, I was disappointed that Elden Ring had no chance <laughs> for Game <laughs> of the Year. So I was like, Mooney's not going to play it, and that's fair, totally fair. But, um, but we we're at a game that I actually played and completed, which is uh, a, a surprise to me. So this is the very first of these uh, types of games. I know people get triggered when we refer to this as a Souls game because people are like it's not a Souls game. But, it's a fucking um, Souls game. Like I've played Dark Souls three. This is just Dark Souls four. It's my first from a soft title, and uh, yeah, I I absolutely adore this game, and I'm also terrified and disgusted by it all at the same time. In yeah, terms that's, of that's <laughs> yeah, the, the the from a uh, a game that doesn't hold your hand uh, and let you explore in any different uh, any given direction that you want to do, and it rewards you for that. Uh, obviously, for the places it does take you. They are some of the most scariest places I've ever been and never want to go back to. But it also takes you to some of the most beautiful places you've ever seen as well. And a lot of these places exist underground, which I wasn't expecting. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Um, That lift ride. Yes. Fuck off. Like, this lift's taking a minute. (laughs) That's it. Oh, shit. Where the fuck am I? (laughs) There's a whole underground map. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in terms of the uh, the actual mechanics itself, like in the moment-to-moment gameplay, I think, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of initial adjustment to do, especially from uh, someone new to these types of games in terms of, right, 
you've got to you've got to get your timing down and you've got to be fast around learning the enemy's patterns especially when it comes to bosses and things in terms of uh the kind of cadence of their attacks uh but it's punishing but it's not a i wouldn't say it's a difficult game it's just a punishing game to get your head around to begin with and it does offer you all the tools to go away and explore and and uh, you know, get as many runes as you as you want, and level up, and then get uh, essentially a big uh, buster, a gut sword from Berserk kind of thing, and and go That's around and bonk and reel my head real good. Uh, and yeah, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and and it's one of these where uh, yeah, you you can make it less challenging for yourself, but it's still ultimately rewarding. I still don't have the foggiest what went on in the story. Uh, so for me, and this might be slight spoilers, I followed the Rhiney quest or through to the end. And uh, that's the one that I went with. And uh, yeah, even they say I'm an Elden Lord. I've still got no clue what an Elden Lord does or what's expected of an Elden Lord. So the, the people of that uh, of that world are probably uh, suffering. Fucked. But then, you know, the big giant uh, spider hand thing is in, in the manor. Yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to do that ever again. Thanks for that. Thanks but for yeah. that memory. Bits. That's it. I mean, El- Elden Ring's so high on my list just because, like, if I it's just such a good, it was just such a good game to play, right? Like, obviously, I had the opposite experience of you know I played these some of these games before, um, and you know I got good as as, yes. they, as they say, um, and like Elden Ring's open world, I didn't know. I was like, oh, I don't know about this, like because you play Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and it's like, oh, these are really well designed levels, um, and I don't know how they're gonna do in an open world environment, and yes. then it turned out like, oh, actually, like. From Software's approach to designing a world, they could have given us a journal, but aside from that, mm-hmm. like genuinely, like you could just pick a direction and go in that direction, and there'll be something for you to find there. And I was like, "That's so, that's great." You know what I mean? Like, yes. at no point was was the game going, "Hey, you need to go to this place next," and I go, "Okay, I'll go to this place next." Yes. And then, "Hey, you need to go to these two places," and "Oh, hey, there's ten collectibles over here." And then eventually, like, I just get overwhelmed by that kind of thing. Yes. Whereas this was like, I'm going to go left. And then you go left. Oh, there's a cave here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's in this cave? Unspeakable horrors, usually. Yes. Um, but like, I love that that approach to, to open world design. Um, and also, oh. the, I mean, the gameplay is the gameplay. Like, I've, yeah. I've made two videos about From Software games at this point. Obviously, both like praising to high heaven the how how well the gameplay is designed. But like with Elden Ring, it is I think it is the most accessible that from software has ever been. I know multiple people who have made this their first one that they've either the first one that they've played or the first one they've been able to get into, and it's because they finally like opened up the choice. Right? Yes. There are a lot of viable builds in previous from software games. But in Elden Ring, you can just like go in completely different directions. Like you were talking 100%. about using the Berserk Sword, which is just a giant sword. And like yeah. I did magic. Like for the first mm-hmm. time in a, ever in one of these games, I was like, I'm gonna do magic, and I did that all the way at the end. I know Alfie was using a bow at one point. Yeah. Um and like I've done people I've talked to who've done like bleed builds and arcane builds and cheese builds yes. <laughs> and if you Time fought Radan before the first part you definitely had to use cheese on that one fucking hell he was, in one. he was no joke but you know you can stab a dragon in the armpit until they die without them yeah. without them moving that kind of thing and I, 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 
I always assumed that if I did that, something really bad was going to happen because it's a From Software game. So I just didn't do it. (laughs) I was like, there are going to be consequences for this later, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, that was part of it. It was like, it was weird to play a From Software game and have like a lot of, a lot of people around me also playing it at the same time. Yes. Um, And then also just like, I've like, played the game played it through to completion i've messed around with the co-op with my friend a couple of times and but i've just like i've watched speed runs and i've watched meme runs and i've just continued like throughout the entire year just keep like existing in this world of elden ring for a bunch of different like in a bunch of different ways like even like last week i was watching i was watching a a guy do a randomizer it was the funniest video i've seen on the internet all year (laughs) um randomized all all the all the, the the normal enemies were either crabs or revenants or bosses oh wow okay <laughs> so the open world is just full of bosses um <laughs> uh, but like that's the thing like i feel like i finished the game a few weeks after it came out but i also feel like i've never actually been done with the game the entire time yes. even though yeah, i yeah. haven't played it because i've just been in in it and i loved it and I still love it. There's, but I'm never going to play it again. I'm sorry. It's it, There's so much to that game. I'm just like, don't ask me for that video. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I can't beat Millennia again. I'm fairly certain I can't go through that fight I, again. I didn't, even, I didn't even bother with that. But uh, I'm really intrigued into... Uh, so there's like a... I want to say it's an unofficial mod. It probably is, but the seamless co-op mode. Seamless co-op, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's been created into the, uh, at least the PC version. So I think that'll be a different experience. And the thing that was striking to me was all the people you were speaking to, they would have different stories about what their uh, their last night experience was with Elden Ring in terms of, oh, you know, I, I went west and I did this, or I went east and I did this, and it's completely oh, different. Yeah. And even though many of the elements are the same in terms of, you know, the, the smaller dungeons you go in and they're often sure. finding caves and things, it's it's the NPCs that you find in there. It's the the kind of linked quests that's, oh, I met this one dude and he told me to go to a fort and then I fought, I fought this this big dude and then when I went back and, you know, his daughter's dead and all the rest of it. And yeah, uh, yeah, the, 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 it's the more intimate stories that make this game special for me. It's like old, and this is I want this is the last thing I'll say because I want to obviously we've got we've got other games to talk about, but it's like the old mm-hmm. style like of gaming, where it's like games are full of secrets, but instead of like looking them up online or whatever, you talk to your friends and you're like, oh shit, I didn't even know that. Like my story is my story of it is I went north and I fucking stubbornly brute forced my way through Stormwind Castle using <laughs> all of the collected like skills from Bloodborne and Dark Souls before like talking to Elfie and realizing there's two entire areas behind me that I could have gone to first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I could have just gone that way. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great stuff. Uh, let's move it on to number two. Where we have pause, pause this one quickly. I'm very curious about number two because, like, what is it? I'm guessing what number one is for me, first because the game hasn't come up yet. But is if is it what I think you've just played? Let's what is the question. Oh, the question I'm asking myself, maybe, is is what I've just played number one. Have I made? Have I done something by accident? Let's find out. Viz, please continue. (laughs) At number two, we have another tie. We have Tunic and Immortality. 
Uh, so I will say uh, okay. for everybody listening and watching that Tunic appeared on both of the lists. However, Amy put Immortality as their number one. They did. Uh, let's go Tunic first. Uh, Moody, tell us the tale of that little tiny fox trying to do his daring do. Interesting. It's a stunned silence <laughs> from um, yeah, I, I can't wait to find out how close it was. It must have been close. <laughs> um, I, okay. Fucking hell. Yeah. Tunic. Um, tunic. Tunic is the best. Um, what's the genre again? Puzzle? Zelda like. <laughs> Zelda like. Zelda like, Dead Cells like, de- de- Death Star type game. That that came out like this year, oh, 2022. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adored this little thing. I'm a, I have a, an epiphany for foxes. They're one of my favorite animals in the world. So when I got the chance to play as a fox with a little sword and a shield, I was like, <laughs> I'm in. And I fell in love with it. Uh, it was adorable. The character, the characters, the, the the gameplay. I really enjoyed. I loved that they, they they give you a fantastic accessibility options for this game. That made me just champion it even more mm-hmm. for the game. Uh, the visuals were stunning. I thought I thought the battles, the combat, or the boss fights were. I thought they were actually really kind of smart for me. First, personally, I really enjoyed them. I thought they really worked really well. Um, the score I think is really really fun and really adorable for it. And there's some like. Even though the, the story didn't really get across for me mostly, just because when you're doing a visual type story, I don't really pick it up sometimes, or even mm. the most of the times for me personally. You want to say something? I have a question. Yeah. And I'm just going to ask, and then because I'll talk later. Did, did you get the full ending, the true ending? No idea. Okay. Can't remember. No. I played this. You didn't. When, when it came out. <laughs> um. But I still might not have got it either way. I mean, still might not. No, have no, that's cool. I, so that was just what I just wanted to ask, like, because the story um, disappointed me as well, and I saw both endings. <laughs> yeah, is, there, um, is the ending? Sorry, I, I, I'm ignorant to. to you know, it's a game I haven't got around to. Is the true ending, quote unquote, is that tied uh, to unlocking each of the pages of the manual, or is yeah. there another condition you have to meet first? Oh, I'll get there. Okay, I'll fine. get to it. Let, I'll let me really finish. Okay. No, no, I was practically done. So go. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so like everything Moody says is spot on. And I tried to play this game when it first came out. Me and Moody talked about it. Moody took the review on this one. Because I played it and I was like, nah, this isn't this isn't where I'm at right now in 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 my life. And I think I think I had a theory as I played it uh last week or the week before, I can't remember that. Um like it was because Elden Ring and then Tunic wanted very similar things out of me in terms of how they were designed. And I was just like, I was probably a bit tired <laughs> of that from that point That's of view. I needed a break from that. But I, I was talking to my friend Tori. Um, he's been on this podcast a few times and, and she convinced me and give it another shot. Cause I was like, I had time to play one more game. <laughs> These are the games that I've still got installed. And she said, Oh, Tunic. So I went, okay, Tunic. Um, I played it. It's fine. Like, on the on the surface level of the the, the Zelda like stuff, you know, you run around, you're a fox with a sword and a shield, and the combat's okay, but it's not amazing. And you know, you go to different places and you do the things that you need to do to keep progressing the story. And like you're collecting these manual pages, and I'll be very careful now. The manual gives you a lot of cool information about what's in the game and how it works, and 
like when you start pouring, you start reading through the pages, and there's an there's a there's reference to to something in there that was I assume as an item in game. And then when I found that item, and I realized how how it worked, like this went from oh it's it's pretty good, but I don't know if it's going to be in my top ten. <sighs> right, this that does that that's amazing. Like there's this one design element that I can't spoil. I can't do that to anybody who who hasn't figured this out. Like mind blown. And then it, like you're playing, it, it's like you're playing from that point on. It was like I was playing an entirely different game. And then as I'm collecting more and more manu manual pages and figuring out more and more of the secrets that are in Tunic, like the discoverability in this game is second to none. Um, there's like layers to this shit, that game, that I haven't even like figured out. Like I haven't 100% in the game. I know mm. that because I don't have all the achievements for all the secret treasures and stuff like that. Like I, but <laughs> when I when I, when I started like playing the, the the next layer down of Tunic, right from from what what what's in the trailers and on the Steam Store page, yeah. like that one thing that's underneath it was like oh okay like i was obsessed <laughs> with that that's brilliant moody do you um, reckon and... you've got this item that amy's referring to i also don't know i'll text it the, like i've typed yeah. i've typed in i'm looking at youtube right now typed in like true ending and everything i think i fought this blue fox at the end yeah no you that's or, the uh, that's the the ending everybody gets if you finish the game it's fine. We'll talk about it after. So that's, an, that's another. No, no, that's another. I, I'm, 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 I'm not done the true ending. More than anything. So. We'll talk about it after. Uh, I don't think the true. I don't think getting the true ending specifically would have improved your your view of the story somewhat. It's a. It's definitely a better ending than 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 the one that you that you're talking about. But like, I wasn't into the story that much either. <laughs> to be fair, okay. I just I was just curious as to whether you had or you hadn't. No. Well, that's the worry about visual storytelling. Storytelling. That's why some visual stories, when I hear praise for all of them, some of them are just like, "What the hell?" I'm just like, "What? What? Okay." That just went right out of my head. The only one that truly impacted me years and years ago, which was true, was which was nothing but visual storytelling, was Journey. It was a freak game that, just by the end of it, I had a tear rolling down my eye and I said, "What the fuck has this game done to me?" <laughs> I'm still asking that question to this day, <laughs> but um, but yeah, <clears throat> the game, the game, it's a game that's more strongest strength is its combat and its mm. and its map world and everything. I really enjoyed that. I think and its visuals were really really canny. Uh, it's a really well, it's a great well, it's a great made game. It's well done. Like I, I had a lot of fun with it, and I can see why like a lot of people enjoyed it as well. So, oh, fantastic, Amy, tell me all about Immortality, your uh, top uh, game of the year. I mean, it wasn't always my game of the year. If it's you know that, but um, I, know. I mean, like I played this game in a weekend. So quickly like, is. It's the game of the year in Mortality. No. Or do we have this another is number two? We still got another game. Two. Okay. Thank fucking God. <laughs> I would have been worried if it was Immortality. It couldn't have been Immortality, really. You stack the deck against me as you like you always do. <laughs> um, immortality. Um, it was my game of the year because it, essentially for the same reasons as Tunic, except. Immortality had nothing in it that I didn't like. I just said about Tunic, it's like I, the combat was okay, but it wasn't great, and the story didn't really hit for me. Immortality has that thing of discoverability, where mm. it's like you know you 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 you're piecing all of these movies together, 
um, and you're like clicking on things to match cut, and it'll take you into some other either a clip from the movie or some other yeah. piece of footage, like an interview with the actress Marissa Marcel, because the idea is you're trying to figure out what happened to Marissa Marcel. Yeah. Um, and and as you're doing all of this, you're like you're sort of piecing together like bits and pieces of a story, um, and then like you'll uncover something at some point in a certain way by doing a certain thing. And then it flips the whole game on its head and you're like, again, it's like, you're not necessarily playing a different game, but you're, you're playing the same game in a different way because now you're looking for something else. <laughs> um, and then again, like the, the, like I played through it, I got to the credits and then I still didn't really understand what was happening. So I kept going and I kept digging through the, these clips and I kept looking for them and I was just like, okay, like what I love about a Sam Barlow game, and I've been a big fan of her story in Telling Lies before this, is like you play it until you're satisfied that you have the answers that you want, mm. and then you can stop and walk away. And there could be more there for you to find, but if you know, I did that and I got to the point where I was like, I'm satisfied, I have the answers, I figured out what the hell <laughs> happened to Marissa Marcel and so many other people, and then I was like, I'm done. That's awesome. Um, but I never stopped thinking about the, the game and the story. And Manon Gage what a plays star. about 17 different roles in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's playing Marissa Marcel, and then she's playing Marissa Marcel playing other characters yep. in the movies that they've filmed for this. And, like, legit, like, I'd watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> like if they were movies i'd watch them like the fact that they've managed to make movies because they were from essentially three different periods of cinema yes um and they've managed to like recreate those those like you watch Minsky, you watch clips from minsky and like you and you would think like yeah this is definitely like and a 70s or 80s like gritty noir crime story right it's like yeah, yeah. if someone had just put minsky in front of you and played you it would have been like oh this is a movie from from that time period where they were making these kinds of movies and it's the same with ambrosio and it's the same with two of everything and the time periods they come from and like it just gripped me from start to finish like there weren't too many games this year where i played them and couldn't stop playing them until i was done with them <laughs> and immortality was one and it was probably my favorite and that's how i ended up putting it on the top of my list Heck yes, I love that. Uh, okay, my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, here we are. The very top of the list. Your words about games. Game of the year. Is trombone... Oh, I'm joking. It's God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Give it up for uh, the team at Studio Santa Monica with 11 points uh, across the board. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is your game of the year. You put God of War at number 10? Yeah, it kept slipping. Like as I was building the list, as I was building the list, it kept slipping down the list. For context, friends, uh, Moody put God of War Ragnarok as his game. Of Wait, the year. does this mean if I had? So hang on, does this mean if I hadn't have switched Tunic and Elden Ring at the last second, this would have been a tie? Oh shit! Right. <laughs> okay, that would have been interesting. Moody, tell us through, uh, tell us your journey of. Uh, Thing dragged rock. We have stunned silence again. Those things that I thought are, I know it's subjective, but fuck me, Lord, it's Joe Metfoss well, all over you, again. You were the hey, 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 you were the one who said, Why didn't you put We Are OFK on your list? And I was like, If I'd have done that, <laughs> <laughs> damn, 
Wowzers. And don't think I didn't think about it. <laughs> I didn't think about it. Wowzers. God of War for me, Ragnarok was the best game of 2022 by a country mile. Uh, yes, I know. I am played everything. I can appreciate that. Yep. But uh, for me, it was the thing that just spoke to me the most. I, um, I, I am a sucker for parent stories. I always yes. have been. That's why I love The Last of Us, The mm-hmm. Last of Us Part Two, and everything. And then why I loved the, the 2018 God of War, and why I adored 2018, uh, 2022 Ragnarok. No, hundred percent. I'll stay. I'll say what I said in our review, which which I stole from Greg Miller. Kratos is arguably one of the best written characters, if not the best written character of all time in video games. He is just so relatable in so many ways that you see every re- you see every choice he's trying to do is nothing but to do is to protect his family, mm-hmm. and there's nothing more pure and more worthy for a father to to, to do. It's what the it's what they're always there to do is to is to protect your family in any way you can do and that's all he's trying to do is to protect his son and you can't ask for much more for that for me and i think teal gives his best performance <laughs> like seriously it's it's absolutely Indeed. amazing from from him uh every every character who was from the 2018 game is evolved and is taken to new ways and new depths like like you didn't think they would the new characters who join the game get such great screen time that you feel their size by the end of the game i was thinking fucking hell thor you you poor bastard i felt so much for that character by the Mm -hmm. end um it was just it was just the the writing was amazing like it was everything that i wanted in a sequel and it gave me everything i wanted it gave me a great payoff, a satisfying. Now, if they wanted, if they decided, we're done. God of War's done, and everything like that, I would have no problem with it, and I'd yes. be like, fantastic. But they've also left the door open if they wanted to go in the other directions with other characters or with Kratos again, and everything like that. And I would be absolutely fine with it because I trust this team uh, to be able to deliver this, and like, it's phenomenal. It's everything that I wanted. It is. It's a it's a monument of success on every single level. Even the the evolution of where we uh, picked up the characters in 2018 to where they are now, like irrespective of Kratos' journey all the way from you know the the Greek pantheon and, and all of that jazz. It's such a triumph in terms of how even the the side quests are just engaging as the as the main story and you can lose yourself with uh following those threads and then you come back and, and having this wonderful tale to still uh get back into it's uh about how the the combat has evolved and how uh, most of the criticism that people had about 2018 as few as they were in terms of enemy variety and the kind of animations that kratos had when you took the large enemies down how all of those have been uh, tended to and there's so much love and care put into every facet of this game from from the writing to the the characters to how the actors themselves have have leveled up in terms of their not only appreciation for the medium itself but what they bring to the stage and obviously uh from 2018 to 2021 uh, i'd say when when this game was uh in development of how much the the medium has moved on in terms of motion capture and and, and all that good jazz as well and it is it is probably one of the the best games i've ever experienced and uh it's be one of these titles which we speak about for many many years to come and I think so yeah uh Definitely. yeah it's uh, bravo and bravo to everybody at sony santa monica uh 
and it's it's one of these where you can talk about this game forever in terms of you can find so much beauty in terms of the environment and all the nine realms that you travel to from the the writing itself there's so many memorable lines that stick with you so many of these lines which produce me to tears at, at points and it's not only tears of uh profound sadness but it's profound happiness that these characters of the journey they've come across and where we where we leave them and as you were saying Moody, if they were to to put a nice bow over the series and say okay that, that franchise is done we're going to move on to a whole new ip then happy days uh but if there is more uh, story to tell uh, then i'm all for it it still breaks my mind that you die in this game at the beginning. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, they do a Kojima-esque thing. <laughs> it's amazing. I love that so much. I'm still like to this day. I'm like, I'm not fuck done with you done yet. Fuck. Uh-huh. You won. <laughs> the world. You won. Atreus would not have been able to do anything. As strong as Atreus is, he's not Thor uh-huh. or even Odin and and the and Heimdall and everything. He wouldn't have been able to beat them at all <laughs> and that's no, what 100%. i love so much about it it's just like you fucking fool but uh, but there uh, it was just great it was it was amazing i love it even in the oh, end yeah. game like how uh not not because uh, i understand not everybody's got to this game so i won't say too many spoilers but uh where we pick up on some of the side characters like uh, mina sudwell's character i thought she put in a hell of a performance uh and where we leave her character off with the with the items that uh they may or may not pick up at the end. It, it's fascinating to to want to know more about their story and, and where they where they go off to. And obviously, we have some of the the triumphant moments like that, but we also have some heartbreaking scenes as well. And uh, the the score that Bear McCreary put together, uh, I listen is... to that regularly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you just listen to it and we weep. <laughs> we weep softly to that. Uh, no, I've got to I've got to keep it together. I'm on a bus usually. <laughs> yes. But no, like fucking hell yeah, right? Like I platinumed this game while I was having an anxiety spiral about other stuff in my life. So like I kind of platinumed this game in like four days from start to finish and just and fucking put a number 10. great game. Listen, right? You want to do this <laughs> combined list bollocks. <laughs> you decided that, not me. You were like, you oh, I haven't recommended it. Oh, I decided I was only going to play five games this year. Can we have a shorter list, please? And I was like, yeah. fine. <laughs> I make some choices. It's on my game of the year list. It's the game of the year. <laughs> it is. Like, Barely. you're going to come. You, like, it's literally at number one. It's immortal. <laughs> It's so literally number one, and you're gonna complain. <laughs> or can I'm I just moody. say why I, I liked it? Fucking way. <laughs> or can I just say why I liked it? Is that all right with you? <laughs> if I just talk about why I like God of War Ragnarok. Go for it, Mr. Pokemon Hat. Even though you didn't put Pokemon at number one, um, yeah, God of War Ragnarok was such a great time um, and such a special experience. And while like. The main story, and I know I talked about this in our review, the main story wasn't the plot. Was good, but not amazing. Like, for me, it was the character moments that occurred in that plot that were mm. really fantastic, like the tent scene or the, the oh, scene the with Brock. Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, and the scene with Brock and, and Kratos was uh, in the... Yeah. When, when, yeah, when they're doing the thing. It, that, to me, yeah, that yeah. was, like, the first moment in the game where I was like, oh, shit, you know, they're really fucking bringing it. And then, like, going into the post game and doing, like, clearing out all of the post game stuff and realizing, like, there's actually a lot of, like, story stuff here still, like, for me to do. Yeah. Um, 
and like learning about the the crater was especially like i fucking love that entire like doing that entire map and 100 percent in it and then uh beating the the final final boss yes <laughs> of the game and seeing the scenes that happen after that um and like I, yeah it was it was a it was a really really great time I lo- and i really loved it and um fuck what both of you are saying like if they leave it there and and fuck off and never make another god of war i'm gonna throw a chair at eric wallace I'm going to go to Santa Monica. I'm going to figure out which I'm, office is his, and I'm going to throw a chair through his window. <laughs> no, I, 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 I get where I get where you're coming from, but it's one of these where, especially with with Kratos, is I don't want that character to endure any more pain for for the journey. Fucking pain, he's... Brent! Give him the pain. I want more pain. I want to see Chris Judge. I want to see Chris Judge act circles around Oscar nominees in a fucking video game. <laughs> I think he already he's already achieved that one. Uh, but I want to see him do it like, again. Like, like you said, uh, the the scene in the scene in the tent in particular, so the the night before Ragnarok and the 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 back and forth between uh, Kratos and Atreus and and the triumph of the animation team and how they managed to evoke the emotions that uh, Chris Judge and the whole cast were uh, in every single like wrinkle in Kratos' face and how he emoted through his eyes. It was, it's beautiful. And there's so many points of beauty in this game. So from, from the, the, the jellyfish that, that come out and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> dance across the sky and it's, uh, it was really you know, the, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's kind of how, like Mimir and Kratos, they've bonded as a as a duo as well over mm-hmm. between 2018 and 2022, and there and Kratos for the first time is willing to open up about some of the stories of his past and uh, regaling tales of um, not just about the the man with the horse like he did in the first game kind of thing, but it's around all of the <laughs> things that he's uh, got up to and he's kind of really owning up to a big fall because he has nothing left to hide. He's giving everything to uh everything for atreus and to stop uh to put uh to put an end to ragnarok kind of thing and i from from my from my money as rule who would say i think this is a worthy uh winning of the words about games game of the year i agree the ggs all around uh the ggs of- i mean literally literally ggs yeah. all around <laughs> video games are cool uh our honorable mentions i will say there's not a single point of crossover between your honorable mentions. <laughs> so uh, just to, to wrap up about the, the actual game of the year, positions one through to 10. So in our list of uh, supposedly 10 games, we actually had 17 games squeed in uh, and seven of those. <laughs> next, next year, me and Moody are just going to divide the games industry up. That's it. <laughs> no uh, crossovers ever. <laughs> <laughs> so let's run down uh some of the honorable mentions and then feel free to talk about whichever ones you want so maybe we've already, we've already touched on pokemon scarlet and and violet two point campus was another one that you came up with uh along with far changing tides a memoir blue escape academy which is a game i actually played and uh return to runaway uh which of those are worth uh a longer discussion all of them really, but one of them, one I'll shout out the most is a memoir blue. Uh, okay, just a touching story, uh, about a child and a mother again, like Sam, a sucker for parents, oh, parental, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Um, and it's just, uh, it was visual storytelling that worked for me, that I understood the story. And if I can understand the story, I can get there. And, and it worked for me. Really, it's not that long. It's like two hours, three hours long and everything. It's a really short game, but it's like, the it's just, it explains everything really well. And it was just really well done. I had a lot of fun with it. And yeah, by the end of it, I was just like, you okay? You broke mm-hmm. my heart, you bastard. <laughs> can, I, can I shout out a game on Moody's honorable mentions? <laughs> yes. Escape Academy, that was a lot of fun. 100%. We played that, so... we played that together. <laughs> oh, that, that's the best way to play it. So Lauren and I played uh, Escape Academy together, and we are uh, in the midst of going through the first DLC pack, uh, the Escape Island, which I'm not sure if you've, if you've got to. No, yet, we but, didn't uh, get that far. We, we yeah. streamed it for a few hours. We found out we have, like, we complement each other's strengths and weaknesses when it comes to puzzle solving. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. So, Escape Academy, Escape Academy, if I can get my words out, was great fun, and uh, yeah, there was ingenuity in terms of the actual mini puzzles that they were solving, and some of them were real brain twisters, and uh, some of them you do need to kind of step, take a step back and uh, look at the more macro picture of them. But uh, yeah, obviously, the 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 story itself is uh, more lip service. You're there for the puzzles, and you're there to trying to figure out how to not only uh, best challenge in front of you but also the uh well, i want to say other students the other student <laughs> who uh, who was uh who was i want to say written we, but written is a loose term <laughs> i think we kind of skipped all the story stuff <laughs> yeah uh but yeah I, th- I thought it was a it was, uh, really fun game and the, the dlc is holding up so far uh it is definitely more challenging and then uh the stuff even at the end game of the of the main escape academy so but it's one that i would highly recommend as well uh moody one thing i want to touch with you was f1 manager 2022 uh it made the tail end of your game of the year list but it wasn't enough to make the cut yeah um this is basically um this is the f1 game that i played the most this year i didn't touch the normal game i normally play it, apparently it came out very buggy that game so i did just like but also, like, I've spoken many times with Amy about this, both me and Amy are, like, huge F1 fans and everything. As am I. We're still very <laughs> fucking sore of the 2021 season. Yeah. That And 2022 was such a bore fest of a season, personally, mm-hmm. that I'd lost kind of interest in F1. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But F1 manager was a lot of fun, just managing the team and, like, doing all of uh trying to coordinate with team with my team and, like, obviously doing plans and everything. Yeah. It's set up strategy. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun, but just like the F1 game did, this one came out buggy as hell. Yes. Which so uh, it was really irritating battle for it. Um, if I played more games, it probably wouldn't have made my top ten and everything. Yeah. Uh, like if like if Immortality was like good after one minute, I might have had it in my list and everything, but it wasn't. So <laughs> F1 Manager 2022 gets in there. Amy's rocking back and forth, trying not to get triggered. <laughs> Nah, I'm, I'm used to it. No, I try to trigger all the time. I always do. Oh, good. It's our the kinds of it, the kind, the kinds of opinions he tries to put in my mouth. Now I just go, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One day, he's, he... one day, he's gonna get me shot by someone who likes like is a Hideo Kojima super fan. <laughs> You're gonna do that all by yourself. Don't you? Don't need my. No, I'm now. gonna get. I'm gonna get stabbed by a Mass Effect fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, no, yeah, okay, that might be fair. Oh, fall off, fan. <laughs> no, I'm never gonna. T- I'm never gonna do that video. That's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think live. the Mass Effect fan who get stabbed at will be like an Ashley Stupor stan. It'll be one of those. <laughs> It'll be like, with the, the whole, oh, the yeah. whole like, motive will be like to save the space racist. It'll be... Uh, like, no, well, yeah, sure. But I don't know. I feel like Moody's heard some of this video, so, you know. <laughs> well, Coming let's go hot. over some of your honorable mentions. So on your list, you have... Uh, so you have Vampire Survivors, uh, Signalis, oh, yeah. uh, Everybody Loves Power Wash Simulator, uh, Proteus, uh, The Case of the Golden Idol, uh, I Was the Teenage Canologist, uh, Strange Horticulture, Splatoon 3, The Excavation of Hobbs Barrow, and Letters or Written Adventure. Yeah. It's the most Yorkshire thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> I do want I to say that Hobbs Barrow. It's the, mo- it's the most Yorkshire thing that's ever happened. It is. You know, I, lived in, <laughs> I lived in Yorkshire for four years. Um, there you go. Yeah, no, I mean, inside. yeah, no, uh, I mean, they're all awesome, they're all good games, just mm-hmm. not you know, you gotta, you gotta cut games out to get to, to narrow it down to 10. Signalis no, is probably like a one I'd shout out from that list, um, just over the other ones, just because it's a fucking great survival horror game, yeah, um, it's a proper throwback to your sort of Resident Evil Silent Hills, putting that isometric camera, um. And it's got that weird, surreal story telling where you're not really sure what's real and you're not like what's actually happening. Um, but no, it was a, it was a good time, and I enjoyed playing it a lot. And very spooky. Great stuff. Yeah, and everybody loves uh, like Power Wash Simulator was kind of yeah. one of the darlings of the of the streaming space in terms of just for pure chilling out and just chatting with uh, yeah. your friends, getting the music on, and it's so That's my... cathartic. Yeah, that's my Yu-Gi-Oh style game where it's like, yes. yeah, I was, I, I think I watched Star Trek: Strange New Worlds and then I rewatched it, but I rewatched it while I was playing Power Simulator. Power Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great stuff. Let's touch on some games that we're excited about for this year of 2023. Uh, if I may, let's go through uh, some of mine. So uh, it's not going to be the most random suggestions, but. Outside of uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, we have titles such as Marvel Spider-Man 2, uh, which I know Moody has at the top of their list. Uh, I believe in Square Enix that they will release Final Fantasy VII Rebirth this year. Uh, I, I I don't know how much I believe myself, but I believe it enough that I, I want to I want to. You want to believe. It. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's one of those. Uh, Ford's Motorsport is the next one up. And then... Uh, Gran Turismo 7 VR. So I'm not saying that I'm going to buy uh, PSVR 2, but I'm interested to see what the actual experience is. And it looks to be a uh, all of the content of GT7 from the 30 seconds or so we, we saw at the CES. Uh, but yeah, I'll be interested to see if they actually bring some more content to, to racing VR. So it's one of these where it's all very well having the full game in VR, but if it's the same races that I've already completed and already won, then where's the value in that as opposed to just experience it in a whole new dimension. I know that sounds cheap. <laughs> so, oh, just a whole new dimension. What's that worth? But, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens there. Viewfinder uh, was one that I also had my eye on this year. So this was, I believe, shown off at the uh, Game Awards where it's a uh, game where essentially you're walking around with uh, various different pictures and as you hold them up towards the landscape, they become uh, real objects in that environment. Uh, sea of Stars, uh, Party Animals, and then a game that I'm going to watch, bravely watch somebody else plays Resident Evil 4 Remake. So He's going to watch me play. He's going to watch me play. 100%. So I don't do well with the scary games, uh, which is why I do. Neither do I. 
that's why I stream them. <laughs> that's it. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, modernize that game or if it's going to be a shot for shot remake. Uh, I know a lot of the uh, kind of quirkiness is part of the charm of, uh, you know, uh, Leon Kennedy and his Backstreet Boy ways of uh, suplexing uh, everybody to uh, to end them kind of thing. And then the, the other thing is uh, more Final Fantasy XIV. Nah. Uh, I'm in love with that game, and I don't think that's ever going to stop. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the trailer for Resident Evil 4 Remake, he blocks a chainsaw with a knife. So it's definitely going to be... Uh... Resident Evil 4. <laughs> awesome. they, they, they found what worked in Village. Village was a massive success yeah. for them. Uh, it had that right mixture of a bit of a horror, but also that cheesiness and everything. And mm-hmm. that's what they're going back for. People, hardcore Resi fans may not like that and everything like that. And that's fine. You've still got the Resi hey, 2 well, and Resi I'm a hardcore Resi fan. And I liked Village. No, Especially like when it turned into Metal Gear Solid for half an hour. <laughs> uh, and, and call for, of duty at the end and call of duty <laughs> well. at the end yeah and for all the you know we're talking about how they might streamline some of the quirkiness out of it we're still going to be chasing baby george washington through his weird castle for like a couple of hours Hell so fucking, yes. you know they're not they're Hell, not going to get rid of that yeah on the court uh, yeah. not yeah amy at the top of your list uh on brand very much so hollow knight silk song <laughs> Uh, can I get a we, can I get a four years running? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also at the top of your list we have Mask of the Rose, Slay the Princess, Thirsty Suitors, and then Alan Wake Two before uh, such heavy hitters as Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil Four Remake, uh, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, Fire Emblem Engage, and Fall of the Porcupine. That's a that's a stellar list, my friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say anything else about. I've, I've said it, all the words. I've said all the words possible for Hollow Knight and Silk Song. Mask of the Rose is going to be a cool, well-written game because it's written by the guys who did uh, Sunless Sea and Sunless Skies. And Slay the Princess is a Stanley Parable if it was a horror game, but still funny. We just talked about Rising Evil Four and Final Fantasy Seven, Star Wars. Yeah, interested. So I played. Very excited. Uh, yeah, I played Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, although I keep calling it Fallen Over for, for my own comedic sens- sensibilities. <laughs> uh, for me, that game came out, and uh, at least on the, the PS4 full version I was playing it on, uh, it came out buggy and broken, and I tried to play it on easy just to blast through the story. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan by any stretch of the imagination kind of thing. And I used EA to be. Didn't, EA didn't even go to the trouble of... Uh, opening up the timing windows for parries, even on the easiest difficulty setting. And for me, it's just okay. like a cardinal sin. <laughs> Wait, what? And it, yeah. So it was still, you had like literally a tenth of a second to hit your parry window in order to do okay. that. And the whole thing was, you know, you're supposed to be a Jedi Knight. You got your lightsaber and you're supposed to be parrying left, right and center kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it was a part yeah so I, I have zero faith that EA would is going to release it's this actually... one in, in a better state. I think you'll find he's a Jedi survivor, Moody. <laughs> Still a Spoilers. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, may, you may survive this one, but uh, yeah, obviously, uh, a lot of my a lot of my friends are uh, diehard Star Wars fans, and I really hope that this game is amazing for them. Uh, but it, it will be one that I'm I'm happy to watch somebody else play, but it's not something that I'm going to drop uh, seventy pounds or seventy US dollars on. Yeah, I'm but, a huge uh, Star Wars fan. Um, and I was excited for Fallen Order, but I was like you, Viz, that it was buggy. 
<laughs> it sucked me out of the game. And there's also a level, I can't remember which one it is, that was just really fucking annoying um, in it. But hey, look uh, at all the ponchos but... you could get in all the different Oh, colors. don't fucking start, man. <laughs> I went out of my way to get so many fucking things, that, like hidden things in the map, and it was fucking ponchos yeah. in every single box. Like, fuck off, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> but, Padawan. Um, but I... But I did enjoy the story. Like the Clone Wars, like Order sixty six story, mm -hmm. it is it impacted so many people, and to be able to see that and still be fresh and work in so many ways, I think it's really really good because they've just redone that like a couple of years ago after twenty twenty I think or twenty twenty one with the final season of Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Like they get to Order sixty six and you know it's coming and everything. It's hmm. amazing. It's so no. fucking amazing. And that's why I think that the character works uh, for this game. But at the same time, like I say, it was just very buggy. And it was all just very samey for me. I was just like, mm. oh, finally. Oh, the fans have got a, a game they enjoy. But I thought it was just good. I never thought it was great or awesome. I'm hoping this one's going to be the evolution of that. Where yes. I'm going to be coming back to them saying, this is the game we should have got when it came out. In mm -hmm. Fallen Order. And this is my hope for it. Um, the, uh, Respawn well, a great a great studio. They bring out great games. How I remember when me when it was the panda the pandemic and it's hype me 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 and Fairwald smashed Apex Legends over and over and over again uh, for like really six did. months, and and it we it was great and we had so much fun with that. Um, and I'm excited to see what they can do with this. I think that's the thing about first games in series in general, right? It's like you, you find out what works and you find out what doesn't and then you iterate and refine if you're you know, a good studio. You iterate and refine on it and then you make an even better sequel. Um, I hope so. Like for me in terms of the story, like, um, like I've been sort of about Star Wars, you know, since Rise of Skywalker. Um, that's fair. But like, I, like in you. terms of I'm like, in terms of like being a fan like I'm a fan of the story of Jedi Fallen Order, so I'm really looking forward to to this, and I really need to watch Andor because that looked amazing. Um, my God, Amy, yeah. you would love it. It's on my list. It's on my list. I've seen. You've got a big. I've seen list. stuff. <laughs> no, but I've also got eleven days off. Um, so, so yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 a story I want to see more of. It's the characters I want to see more of. Um. And yeah, I, I don't. I didn't Crazy get hit money. by as many bugs as 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 you two. I guess <laughs> like there were definitely. I definitely had glitches and 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 stuff, but never be... never to the detriment of my experience. Apart from this one time where no. a boss didn't spawn. <laughs> I know. That so was more we fun. had a few. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had like the bounty hunters coming up, and they were saying, "Oh, you know, we're going to chop you in pieces," and then they'd just fly off off the map. <laughs> and then oh like, wow. okay, no, not like that. Uh, I yeah, the... I didn't fight the first boss just because it didn't spawn in. It was the the at at or the when the little yeah, yeah. walker thing, and I just never got to fight it. But I just kept going. Like I was like, okay. Just... Now, I remember <laughs> for me, one of the Sonic the Hedgehog slidey uh, slides. Those uh, were so stupid. That was, <laughs> yeah, that that bugged out for me, and I just kept falling off. Uh, I really but anyway, I think that was the level. Those. Enough I think that was the level that annoyed me the most. Let's let's steer back to some positivity with Moody's most anticipated games of 2023. Let's do this, my friend. So at number one, you have Spider-Man 2, uh, then followed by the Plucky Squire. We have Dead Space Remake, Like a Dragon, Ishin. Uh, we have Star Wars Jedi, uh, Survivor. We have <laughs> Planet Alana, The Expanse, The Wolf Among Us 2, 
replaced, and finally, Aliens Dark Descent. I uh, just want to point out, Spider-Man 2 totally didn't, wasn't on, not on my list because I forgot yep. it was coming out. That's not what happened. <laughs> uh, no, oh, I'm yeah, me, yeah, me. For, for Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what happens next in Peter Miles' story, uh, what they're going to do with, uh, with obviously Venom and then all the other surprises that we don't even know about because I think we've, we've seen very little of that game. And uh, is something that... Good. Uh, Sorry? Good. Yeah, good. Uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I'm excited to to go through and uh, obviously we don't know what the actual mechanics are of switching between the, the Spider-Men or whether there'll be extra Spider-Peoples to... Is that confirmed to... that you will be playing as both? Uh, yes. So okay. I think Insomniac have said, yeah, you'll be playing as both of them, but there is no uh, co-op in terms of... Uh, it'll be switching back and forth between the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not like not like in a button. No, I feel I feel like it'll be like this. This part <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. game is where you're playing as Peter, like God of War. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yes, I I, I believe yeah, it's similar, what, but yeah. hopefully we'll have less of the MJ stealth sections, which were never fun in the first game, and uh, Screwball will have less of their challenges as well because they were never fun for me as well. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that game is received critically. Uh, I think I have it in one of the fantasy leagues that I'm in, and uh, yeah, so I need to do yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, and, we haven't done a critic draft yet. No, that's next <laughs> week. What am I talking about? That's it. Uh, but yeah, Moody, what else is speaking to you from your list? Oh God, jeez, there's so many. Oh, I'll say what I said like on our previous video, which you'll see next week. Fucky Squire. I think that's going to yes. be... Um, that's the one. Uh, the darling of the year. indie game. Yeah. I think that's going to be the darling. That's going to be the indie darling. But I think that's going to be an indie darling where everyone's going to be like, don't know how we not put this at number in our top three, if not number one or two wow. at the end of it. I think, it, I think it's the thing that's screaming for me is that it's multiple different mechanics, and if they nail that, everyone's gonna fall in love with this game. Mm. By far, by by a country mile, everyone fell in love with it. Takes two, like uh, it was in my yeah, Lauren and I sure did. Um, <laughs> it didn't work story wise. I also for both enjoyed me and it. Takes two. Yeah. It takes two. It sure didn't uh, drag any trauma up for me live on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, and it's. They did such a great job mechanically wise for that, and I think if Plucky Squire does that, it's going to be absolutely incredible. It's oh, like, fantastic. Yeah, it's it was the game everyone was talking about by the end of E3 Fact. or whatever what that was. Oh yeah, that was the Jeff game, Keighley's right? Thing. Like no one else yeah, was talking yeah. about Jeff Keighley's shitty thing and and the other Wait. stuff. It was just that when Devolver Digital showed their thing and they showed this game, everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I saw I saw everyone on Twitter like losing their shit. Like yeah. everyone with good tasting games. I mean. You know, like yes, you, yeah. were doing, you were losing your shit. I was losing my shit. I mean, Kyle was losing his shit as well. Kyle Stevenson. Um, it's just a good, good reveal. You know, we should we should stream it. Now that I'm prepared <laughs> for, for for now that I know what happens in it takes two, we should finish that game. I mean, we probably have to restart it at this point. No, I don't think I'm being bothered. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, okay, I was enjoying it immensely. I'm, I'm we, very we interested can discuss to see. It. We can have a look at it. Uh, very interested to see what the the head-to-head scores were between the two of you in the games where you oh, actually uh, um, 
It was pretty I even. I won one, and you were we were pretty even, weren't we? Okay. And then we drew at chess, and I there's a clip on on YouTube of me complaining about how the fuck you can draw at chess. It's chess. Especially <laughs> as I had no idea what the rules were of chess. And I yeah, I, I was, was gonna say neither of things. us neither of us knew how to play chess. And we drew. <laughs> I think I was like, I've seen Queen's Gambit. <laughs> this is what you do. You look up into the sky and just imagine it. <laughs> That's it. You take some drugs and you look up, right? Drink drugs, alcohol, the whole fucking thing, yeah. Uh, we're looking these Drugs guys. are bad, kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I want to shout out one more if that's possible on my end. Yeah, go for it. Uh, no, that's it. just because I'm the biggest fan of the franchise. I don't know what we're looking for, what's going to happen with it, but it's, but it's XCOM and it's Aliens. I can't ask for much more than that. Like, go. there's a reaction in me for this game <laughs> reveal, and it's the only exciting time I got excited at Jeff Keighley's pro- thing. Amy, Amy was like a huh? second or two ahead of me, and she was like, No, as I'm soon as I. Screen. For whatever happened, for whatever reason, as soon as I saw 20th Fox come up, and you can see it in the in the stream, in the, yeah. like, I'm like looking at. Uh, he's, he's watching the thing, and I'm looking at his camera. I'm like, this is going to be yeah. an alien thing. I don't know how I knew it was going to be an alien thing, but I was like, he's going to lose his shit. This, instantly, yeah. This is what I need to watch. And I was like watching yeah. it and he just started losing it. I did lose oh. it a little bit. Even, but a funny, even funny thing is that by the end of it, I was like, oh no, what, what type of game is this? No. And then I was like, but then I found out more about it. It's an XCOM. It's an XCOM game, and I was thinking XCOM games are fucking awesome. So you right. put that with aliens. What can go bad? <laughs> what can go everything. wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, everything. Everything. <laughs> it's game over, man. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so that has been your word about games. Uh, game of the year discussion. Amy, let's get to some open cricket head to head. Open critic head to head. Moody. Do you want to say anything about last year's results? We can handle things I back. I won, motherfuckers. That's all you need to know. Do anything here. Uh, I'll give you a little little round of applause. I try to make it as interesting as possible from from being 10 points behind. <laughs> I got close, but hey, these things happen. Close. I did get very close. Even I was like, it's going to end eventually, right? I'm going to, this streak's going to end eventually. And it did. Um, yeah, the last match, the last, the last, last, goal. The last one. Well, because we we drew on purpose the week before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we we're trying to will Alf to lose. <laughs> we were trying to get you into second place on Fantasy Credit, and it didn't happen. Manifesting yeah, can only go made, so we, far, apparently. We did the. It went the the wrong way. <laughs> um. So this is Open Critic head to head. This is a game that we play every week, where we try to guess the Open Critic average of usually one upcoming game, sometimes more. And whoever guesses closest to the score gets a point. If you manage to guess the score correctly, you get two points. We, I'm, I'm having to readjust how I think about how we're doing this now because we've moved the podcast publishing date from a Monday to a Friday. And a Friday is when a lot of games come out. <laughs> so we're going to be doing things a little bit early. And also, we didn't, we didn't do one on next week's podcast. I mean, we're not going to do one on next week's podcast, which we totally don't already have recorded. Um, so we're going to do two this week. And the first one, as Moody frantically looks up open critic scores of previous games in the series, is Fire Emblem Engage. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, Moody, you don't get to go first this time. You're a fucking you're you're the champ. 
You get to go second from now. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, oh, I am a-okay with this. Uh, what do you think? So, from what I... Uh, so, my understanding of Fire Emblem Engage, it is the next in the mainline uh, series of Fire Emblem. I, from what we hear, it's, uh, people aren't as hot, as it, uh, hot on it as they were about going into three houses. However, I still think it's going to review really, really well. I'm going to put it down as a... 87. Cool. That leaves, that leaves my number wide open. 88 never what? fails. There you go. <laughs> I'm bringing that back from 2021, really. <laughs> 88 never fails. Remember that? <laughs> mm-hmm. 85. Ooh, okay. I've heard nice the, what you've, I've heard the things you've heard as well, Fitz. The Anna's high on this compared to what three houses is oh is this the same thing as oh there's gonna be a nintendo switch pro oh, silent mm-hmm. hill is gonna get announced tomorrow just from this list oh, I mean, places if they if they <laughs> introduce a character like claude and how hot he was in three houses they like if they introduce isn't claude in this hot? i'm sure claude's in know. this because this is a crossover time travel thing like there's characters yeah. from past fire emblems in this game I think Claude's okay, I'm, still, I'm still going to keep my score. It's locked in now. <laughs> Claude out the, of 10. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The byline is Claude is in this one too. <laughs> Everyone can argue over whether Edelgard is really hot or, you know, a Nazi. Um, but we're also going to guess the open Craig average of <laughs> Dead Space. I mean, yeah. That's where I landed. Um, we're also going to guess the open Craig average of the Dead Space remake. Ooh. And we'll get we'll do it in the same order. Fits. Okay. Dead space, uh, but in twenty twenty three. So I'm gonna rate this a little bit lower. Uh because I think for as competent as the uh remake's gonna be and it's gonna I th- I think it's gonna be the same skeleton, just with new flesh on it kind of thing, in terms of right, it looks shiny and it looks prettier and all the rest of it. I'm gonna put this down as a 77. Okay, okay. Hmm. For me, it all comes down to the gameplay. I watched Moody stream this. Was it last year or the year before? Last, uh, two, uh, two years. It was two years ago, wasn't it? Or was it last year? It might have been in the beginning of last year. It was the beginning of last year. I'm yeah. with Black Circle, friends. <laughs> Either way, when I watched him play it, like I watched him getting super frustrated because like Dead Space 2... Fun game to play. <laughs> Dead Space 1, like, deservedly a classic in the horror genre. Horrible controls. <laughs> Especially on PC. Especially on PC. Um, so, like, if they've, like, nailed the gameplay, like, you know, I think it'll be there or thereabouts with, with what people sort of, like, said about it in, back in the day, which is, oh, it's a horror classic. And amongst all the other horror classics we're getting in the, in the first six months. Um... I'm gonna go eighty-three. Nice. That probably that sounds a lot number. more sensible than what I gave it, but I just we'll had to random number after eight, see, what, and, then, and it was eighty-three. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going. I'm going fucking high ninety. To be fair, You're I did think about man. doing eighty-eight. Never fails again, and just making a meme out of it, but. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You do shit like that, Vitz, and that's how you end up 10 points behind. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, mine was 80 last year. <laughs> if this, if this, if Dead Space gets an 88, though, I'm memeing all the way through the year. That's a, yeah, yeah. 90. <laughs> That's fair. To be honest, like, I don't think people, I don't think people re- re- realize how good Dead Space was when it came out. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think a lot, yeah, I think time has washed that away. The and if they I fix went... the game mechanics, it's going to be Resident Evil 2 remake all over again. Yeah. Mm. So the reason I went a little bit lower is, uh, so I understand the critical reception of like Callisto Protocol was uh, a bit cooler than what everybody's imagined. I know it came out with a bunch of bugs, but yeah, that's have... because they tried to make 2007's Dead Space. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, but what I'm thinking is, if people have just had a similar experience uh, with that, are there is their barrier going to be kind of lower in terms of what their expectations are going in? And it's going to be like a hard mountain for Dead Space Remake to climb because they have had uh, just a a recent experience of Callisto Protocol, but we will see. I like your logic. I definitely follow it. But like, if I'm going to tack onto that, pe- like you could you could flip that on the other way, where it's like people have just played the 100%. shit version of Dead Space. Now here's yeah, yeah. the good version of Dead Space, <laughs> and that might actually the one kick everyone it higher. wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. that kicks it higher because everyone's like, oh, we've seen how how bad it can be, and now we're playing this. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And they're giving it away. Like, if you pre-order Dead Space Remake on Steam, you get Dead Space 2 for free. So once you finish with that, you can go and play Dead Space 2, and it's a, it's a much better game to play in, in modern day. <laughs> and very disturbing. I was there when Rudy streamed that as well. <laughs> I don't know what was more disturbing, the game or, or Moody's wanton glee at killing all of those little baby um, aliens. To be fair, I might have been in chat saying, Yeah, fuck him up, Moody. <laughs> fuck him up. And but I obliged. I I've been known to be a bad influence from time to time. What can I say? What can All you right. say, Amy? What can I say? So we'll find out we'll we'll find out the results of that open credit head to head in two weeks, because next week's a whole thing with six people in the podcast. It's great. Um and that's going to do it for episode 334 of the Words About Games podcast. That sounds about right. <laughs> but Vince, thanks. Shout out to Vince for like putting all that list stuff together for us. And Are you all different kinds of welcome. It's uh, always a pleasure to, to be on here, hanging out with friends. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, if, I'm, welcome, I'm more than happy to come back anytime you'll have me. Oh, we'll have you plenty where you came go. out wrong. You know what I mean. found the video I with, the with, with the with the Dead Space highlights. <laughs> I found it. I think uh, it might be two. There might be two. The one after yeah, there my is, Dead Space uh, highlights as well. December twenty. It's the March twenty twenty one. All right. That's what it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah. cool. Um, everybody should go watch that on youtubecom slash UK. Um, stick on around. And stick around for podcasts. One, uh, every Friday. Just this one, Amy. Remember this one. Amy and Moody take their Among Us rivalry to another level. <laughs> if you haven't seen that one, you should definitely watch it. It's one of the best videos I've ever made. Yep. One of the it's probably one of the worst things I've ever done to Moody, but it was definitely one of the best videos I ever got I've ever made. So I was gonna watch it right after this. Because <laughs> I have to. Moody Moody was not happy. Vitz, I'll send you the link to the video afterwards because it was Grunch. a couple of years ago. Um Yeah. Friday. We do podcasts on Fridays now. Podcasts come out on Fridays now. Hopefully, we're going to get a lot more guests on as time goes on. 
Um, like I said, next week next we week, have six people. <laughs> it's hard keeping them all under control. <laughs> but that's going to do it. Moody, do you have any final words of wisdom or encouragement for the week ahead? It's 2023. It's a brand new year. Let's kick ass and have a great year. Fuck the Tories. Strike all year. Let's fucking kick ass. Well said. That's why I always get him to do the last bit. <laughs> Fuck Joe Medfoss. Apart oh, from we that. we love Joe. We love Joe. We love Joe Medfoss. Joe Medfoss is, is, is the best. He is. Poor opinion in films. Like, seriously, man. Everybody's going to have flaws. Hell, man. Dude, my God. The trashest film of the Say year. bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. What me? <laughs>